You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out how to join our new Discord group and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. of the Spirit Hunters. This is Hannah, Patrick, Joe, Sarah, so and last Megan. Time... <laughs> Ghost Megan. Ghost <laughs> <Megan>. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> so last time, the Phantom Troop tried to pull an Ocean's 12 during the underground auction, but their heist ended with, as a bust, since all the merchandise was gone before they even reached the safe. With a mafia on their tail, Uvogin managed to defeat um, the mob characters and the Shadow Beast, but was snatched away by Karapika in his handy-dandy chains of justice. Today will be action-packed with more Phantom Troop versus the mafia. You better get ready. Today we're going to start with episode 45, Restraint and Vow, Kousoku no Yakusoku. Originally released in Japan on September 2nd, 2012, the equivalent manga chapters are 76 through 79, which were released in Japan on July 4th, 2000. Yeah, happy birthday, America. Uh, <laughs> the equivalent 1999 still abs- still doing that joke? <laughs> I am. Forever. I, I, I guess I can't complain. I, I've been making the same bad jokes for the last year or so. <laughs> Damn. Hey. Sick, sick podcast review, bro. <laughs> Exactly. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much the reviews in a nutshell. Anyways, well, okay. There's me. a lot of positive reviews, and we appreciate it, guys. Anyways, the equivalent 1999 apps are 53 through 55, which were released in Japan on January 20th, 2001. Happy birthday, someone who was born on January 20th. Uh, that's actually my birthday. Wait, actually? No, it's April 9th, dummy. Oh fuck! Okay, tell us your social. Anyways, Sarah, go for it. <laughs> one f- one six six. Was it? No. Six, 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 six. All right. So the episode starts off with Karapaka and get <laughs> and the gang on the run from the Phantom Troop, but the Phantom Troop are close are on their tail um, due to a nun string being attached to Uvo's leg. Uh, after they cut the nun string, the Phantom Troop is interrupted by Owl in, and his fun, fun cloth, and which is a convenient magic handkerchief. Is it truly fun, or is it not? No, it's actually fun, fun. Oh, fun, fun, sorry. Right. What was the name of fucking Shishiwakamaru's shroud? Gum Gum Fun? I think that's Serious it, right? question, I don't remember. It was... Long story short, in Yu Hakusho, the character Shishiwakamaru had a shroud that he teleported to a bar with in a very Avdol death moment until we found out that he went somewhere that he could totally come back from. It and wasn't. I was reunited with Yukina. <laughs> so it truly is the fun, fun cloth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. I'll have to look it up later. Oh, I just found it. Uh, darkness item, cape of no return. Oh, that's let definitely me, not. 
Yeah. Fun, fun. <laughs> fun, fun. Also, not of no return because Kuwara eventually returned to the second stadium. He just had to walk there. If you think about it, it's kind of similar in, in nature in that where it can hold items and release them somewhere else. But I mean, it's just. He doesn't I guess, get to choose where he releases them, though. Yeah, it's the Nen power. I mean, if he had more Nen, maybe he could do that instead of. Putting him over stadium too, but Shishi Wakamaru should have made a more serious vow. He should have. He should have uh, worked on his nen training with his trainer wing. Um, real quick, uh, just note that this is part of a long-running thing of Togashi being in love with the idea of pocket dimensions, which is something that we'll probably talk about interconnectedly later. My favorite type of dimension. Okay, yeah. So. <laughs> So it turns out that Owl, who is working with the Mafia, is the one who actually stole all the merch. Um, so I guess he was keeping it in his convenient magic handkerchief. <laughs> um, it, the episode cuts to some badass shots of the remaining Shadow Beast, um, who are then easily, easily in all caps, <laughs> murdered by two of the Phantom Troop members. So... Not so badass. <laughs> hey, can we name this, this episode Shadow Beasts and Where to Bury Them? <laughs> I'm actually kind of in favor. We'll see, we'll see, because there's another burial that happens during the set of episodes. My dreams. That was oh. a lot of episodes ago. Fair. <laughs> Anyways, continue, Sarah. Uh, Karapika and the gang stash Uvo in a very secret location and subdue him with medication. But even under the threat of interrogation or torture, Uvo is, you know, he's just chilling. He doesn't care. In Dalzone, he tries to stab him, um, but Uvo's aura is just too strong and the aura actually breaks the knife. And then back with the Phantom Troop, uh, Owl is se being severely tortured by Phaeton, um, who and is almost and almost immediately gives up the merchandise. Uh, so you know he ain't he's not that loyal. <laughs> and meanwhile, Shalnark um, has interrogated the mafia group in the communications room, learning that uh, learning where uh, Uvo is being held hostage. Uh, Karapika meets up with Hisoka at an abandoned and disheveled uh, amusement park because uh, it's, you know, aesthetic. Hot topic. <laughs> Hashtag uh, aesthetic. Uh, Hisoka gives the dirty. Um, he joined the spiders and killed their number four in order to fight Frollo, the boss. Um, he hasn't given up the chance to fight Krolo yet, uh, since the boss always is accompanied, but he hasn't had the chance to fight him yet, because Krolo is always accompanied by at least two Phantom Troop members, and disappears after a job. Um, so, Grapika and Hisoka decide to work together. Because, you know, it just makes sense, the enemy of your enemy is your friend, you know? And then eventually Uvo is rescued by another spider. 
Um, they killed Dalzone, so <laughs> R.I.P. leader man. And the Blinky, the vacuum, sucks out all the medicine um, that was used to paralyze Uvo. Uh, luckily, Later I'm going to need everyone to do their impression of Blinky. <laughs> oh my gosh. Luckily, I just, I'll just, I'll just, just use spring sounds for me. Wait, spring sounds? You mean like like like, like the, the doing the doing thing? Oh, oh, oh. the bouncy springs. Lol. <laughs> uh, luckily, Uvo is an idiot and screams in anger, uh, which wakes up our girl Melody, and um, she wakes up the gang just in time to see the Phantom Troop escape. Yeah, and that's and that's the episode. Yeah, it was really good. I really loved the. My favorite part of it was the disguises, where they just they just all have these cool disguises, and they like use that guy as a puppet. When Delzone tells them where where that they have Uvo. Yeah. Oh, when you said use them as a puppet, I thought you meant sh- I thought you meant uh fucking um what's his name Finks shooting his hand through Delzone. I was like, that's not really puppetry, but okay. No, that's that's what we call the the classic donut. Did you guys ever watch um? Frisky Dingo. Yeah. I mean, I did, but you know that, Joe. Is that I didn't know, actually, he's but a I could butt? guess. No, that's no, Assy McGee. Dingo is the show by the C-Lab people before they... After C-Lab, but before Archer. So it was the one in between, and it's in many ways weirder than either show. Um, There's an episode where this, like, alien supervillain basically kills a dude, and then to, like, console his family, puts his arm through the guy and puppets him, and he's like, oh, I'm still alive! <laughs> but, like, <laughs> oh, they're God. like, you're making it worse! Slideshow. It's amazing. I never God. watched it before. <laughs> I don't know why, but they I just remember the adult... Oh, I'm confusing it with Assy Mickey for some yeah. reason. Oh. Assy McGee was good. I like Stroker and Hoop. That one was like underrated. I thought you were gonna say you were confusing it with uh, Xander Renegade Angel. <laughs> oh my god! Sports, sports, sports. God, I've never that seen show. that show, but everyone, every clip I've ever seen of it makes it seem like the greatest show of all, all time. It pretty, it pretty much is a fever dream. I I watched it years ago, and oh my god. No, like, um, so some of my friends who work in animation are like, this is the best thing ever made. And then I look at it and it looks terrible. And they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's because they're using a bunch of free shit and just trying to make it work. It worked pretty well. (laughs) But yeah, no. As you guys can tell, tell, Adult Swim is our major influence on the show. One day I want to do an episode where we talk about things that kind of helped assemble our critical basis for looking at media, like each of us. And I'm wondering how much Adult Swim is going to come up because that's literally ninety percent be... of my comedy comes from Adult Swim. The other ten, Mega sixty four. I'll, I'll talk up. about all this like you know like highfalutins like oh here's a thing about media criticism and I'll be like but also Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I think Adult Swim and VH1's I Love the Decade series. <laughs> so Ooh, you know some highbrow shit. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we got, we're all it, super we, classy here. We got that. We got MXC. That's a big one, right? Lol. Um, but yeah, there was one more thing to the episode, the uh, Hunterpedia. Patrick, uh, you 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 have some thoughts on it. Do you wanna do you wanna talk a little bit? Yeah. Um. So they did it on uh, Dalzone, and uh, uh, for some reason, uh, 
Killua and his Killua and Gon's skin is a little bit uh a little bit darker. Um It's described as tanned from their time on Whale Island, which one was a while ago, and two, people don't tan this color from the base color those two are. Yeah, it's uh it's looking more like blackface and it's actually pretty uncomfortable. And by pretty I mean extremely. I think the whole thing's uncomfortable because it's like, do 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 do. Here's a dead guy. It's like we're wearing yeah. blackface <laughs> on the next episode of Under Under. Oh no! More dead people. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of kind of weird, but I'm kind of bummed they stopped doing the Hunterpedia. I mean, I'm not bummed they they stopped doing the 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 blackface stuff. I'm glad that's gone, but like like I don't know. I guess spoilers afterwards. That's really only for really this arc, which is kind of a bummer. It'd be pretty. There's not as much being explained as fast um, later, so it'd be really weird to do it in the Chimera Antarctic because it's like, let me tell you about insects. <laughs> they suck. Anyways, <laughs> next episode. Do, 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 do. Oh, but they suck is the sentiment that my fiance feels about Chimera Arc. <laughs> so. About the whole arc? No, the, the entirety the, of the, the arc. bugs. Oh, okay. Otherwise, I was gonna be like, "Wow, I've never disagreed with your fiance more." I'll just say like he's like, "I can't believe I fucking cried over bugs." So, so I'm guessing it was the bad suck then. Uh, and mixed feelings kind of suck. Oh, that's but the anyway. worst kind of suck you can get. Anyways, <laughs> anyway. so speaking of bad suck, Delzone. Ah, uh, rate them death. deaths. So. Did you want to cover do the deaths intro, Joe? I did the. Uh, wait, wait. Did we did we have like a cool death intro song or something? Like, do you have like a Mega sixty four style segment break? Um. Yeah. I'll 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 think I'll get a song and I'll edit into the podcast. Just play the. Is this racist? Yeah. Oh, fuck. The, that's what we should have done for Underpedia. Yeah. I'll I'll get in the recording and just uh if if one of you guys whoever's editing can like give me the final mix of it and I'll edit the rest of it. <laughs> it's Megan. Megan, if you hear this, Megan, please, for this segment, just send me the Audacity file and I'll edit in the music for the intro. I mean, we could all, I mean, hey, Megan, go to YouTube, look up. <laughs> is it racist? Or is this racist? I mean, you can just look up in the chat. It's literally one thing in general. Anyways, we're, we're, we'll get, well, this is insider information. Uh, anyways, so rate them deaths. Let's talk about Dalzone. What did you guys think of his brutal yet donutted? Fisting death of deaths. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was like really like a wrap, and I wasn't expecting him to die so quickly for some reason. Maybe because, you know, he's like the boss guy, the boss man, as we dubbed him for a Big little bit. Big boss. So it was, I was shocked. It, um, and I know, like, cared as, like, I watched this series because I ended up binging it. Um, I, it, it's, this was the start of realizing that bigger characters actually die. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't expecting that from this show because you don't really <laughs> expect that from most anime, honestly. So, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think it's one of the, the, si- the, the, the big signs of the season where nobody's safe. Nobody is safe. That is true. That could be our slogan for this whole arc. <laughs> Fan of truth, nobody's safe. I, I'm yeah. going to try as much as possible to rate this by itself without mm-hmm. thinking about the 99 version, which makes it very different. Um, 
I'd say, yeah, I do like that this is, like, an unexpected death. Uh, not because, like, you know, you expect him to fight off a fandom troop, but just because normally anime is not structured this way. Um, so, as much as I don't care about Belzone, like, I'd give this, like, a 7 out of 10 just, like, for the suddenness and, like, the, the shock fear and, like, <laughs> the fact that it's the troop. Yeah, I think I'd have to give it a probably a seven out, and probably an eight or seven, just because it was just a, sh- a shocking death, and I'm saddened that Dio died so soon. He had a whole another oh, arc. Yeah, fuck. He is the voice actor. Yeah, he also does the voice of uh of our favorite uh, Kido and Yu Yu Hakusho. Were were his last loads? Were his last words? Kono Dazzolini die. Yeah, pretty much. And then the Spider Man delivery pizza theme plays. But uh, yep. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Alright, what about the you, Sarah? What would you rate this amazing uh, death? Pretty much the same around a seven. I liked the I didn't expect him to die so quickly. I thought if I mean he isn't like a main character status, so but he is a significant supporting character for this arc, so I thought he would last until the end. So I'm kind of surprised that he survived even before the dog guy. So, <laughs> yeah. I, props to props to the execution. I don't know. I like it when they when people pull a fast one. And, oh, you think I'm your ally? Guess what? I'm the imposter. This <laughs> is <laughs> Among Us, bitch. <laughs> so, so I, I appreciated that. <laughs> For sure, I like I liked your your, your wording on execution. That was kind of funny. Oh, it just occurred to me. This death is more shocking in the manga. Uh, I mm, I might bring this down to a 6.5. Rip. We'll talk Already. about that in a bit. Wait, Hannah, did you give it a rule? Um, I might give it around a, like, probably a 7. Because it was really shocking, but I didn't have a personal attachment. And that will go into my rating system. Is my personal feelings for people. Whether good or bad, and for Delzone, it was pretty neutral. So, yeah, a solid seven. <laughs> how would how would you summarize his like legacy? It's like he was a dick to Karapika once. He's not that strong. Um, I mean, he he like kind of he looked after. Um, I oh my god, I already forgot her name. Neon. Neon. He looked after her well, so maybe he was like. Probably a quote unquote better surrogate father than her actual dad. I don't know. But Neon sucks. Yeah, she does. Don't <laughs> let the Kawaiiness fool you, man. <laughs> she collects human body parts. She's an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I keep forgetting say... that. I was like, he's so sweet. It's like, oh, yeah, she collects body parts of people. And also, she's kind of a brat, so. Yeah, yeah I think his death was. I would say it's like it, it was just a matter of time. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that's true. Live by the sword, by, die by the sword. Joe, that, that reminds by me of that. Most that... characters are being like picked off one of another. It's like, meh. It, either a matter of time or it had to be someone. Yeah, that actually reminds me, Joe, the, the clerks thing that Re- that's a Remy from Say the X posted about with oh, the, uh, the, the contractors. Uh, yeah, the contractors on the Death Star. What about it? Oh, it just reminds me of that the the he knew what he was going into when he got the did the job. We need to do, fucking do a fake YouTube film crit of Hunter Hunter. I'm down. Anyways, uh, 
why don't we get into the the mango notes? Hey, it's mangoes. Franklin. And he's gonna kill you with his finger bullets. Here he comes with the Phantom Troop. Dang. You're gonna fuck stuff up. But, uh, yep, Franklin type. Nen type emissions. His two hands become openings similar to those of shotguns. Oh, Jesus. Imagine an automated shotgun like that. That's death-defying. But I mean, he killed an entire crowd of, like, 400 people, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, and th- and through which he can expel aura, ball- aura-, aura balls, or nen balls, to attack. Of course, he could throw his balls without using the openings the of fuck? his fingers. Okay, I didn't read this before. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I know immature, but... Wait, wait, just for the record, he's reading direct official copy. Yes, this is actual copy, one-to-one. But because it's too, because it's much more impressive, he cut his own fingers. Oh, okay. That guy's kind of weird. In reality, it allows his ninballs to reach higher levels. The determination and restriction play a very important role in the progress of the power of the nen. Oh, wait, just to clarify, I don't think this is a... Official translation because it is slightly different than the Viz one I read, but I think this is like one that is one of the fan translations yeah. on the record. I actually read the another another copy of it. I'm gonna go back to the Viz one, so that is my yeah. bad. I mean, no worries. I mean, it, it gets across the point. Yeah, they kept they kept calling the they call, kept calling the Shadow Beast some weird name, but uh, yeah, t- it said it needs you, which I think just literally means Shadow Beast. Fair. Um, and or there's a secret a- beast. I forget. Yeah, and then there's another there's another photo of of owl on the car doing a cool cool uh, landing stance with his eyes. Before really we pass beady. Franklin, I oh. wanted to point out I think it's interesting how much more Asian he looks in the manga than he does in the show. He, yeah, he actually looks less Frankenstein-y in the manga. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh the end. Owl is doing that thing. Uh, him putting the fun fun cloth on there. Uh, I like this um. I like this panel where it's Hugh. the 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 co- the comments on the on the uh, fun fun cloth is huge practical and weird cloth. I also, wonder what that note is about. I wonder if that's a direct translation of the original name, or if that's like maybe there were some supplemental notes in the original Japanese, or maybe. But the, and on the bottom, I like the characters, and you see uh the samurai guy like with his cross eyes and like whoa, what's going on? Dude, 2011 does him dirty, because even though he's looking goofy here, he never looks as goofy as he does in all of 2011. Yeah, he's kind of sad. I'm still surprised he survived. Ooh, never mind. Oh! (laughs) I keep forgetting. I keep Sorry about that, but I guess, uh, whatever. Anyways, it shows the, the Shadow Beasts, which I actually think I like the design a bit better in the manga. I don't know, maybe that's just me. The the bat one. I wish we could have seen. You know that um. You know that episode of The Simpsons where like it ends with like someone bringing the mob to fight the yakuza, and then you just hear fighting off screen, and you're not allowed to like look at it. Like it's just yeah. happening outside, and Homer's like, "Can I please look outside?" And Marge is like, "No," and you just hear ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> stuff like that. That's how I feel about this fight. It's just like I really wish we could have seen any of this. Yeah, no, it was a big bummer. I actually can't remember. They they didn't show the fight in either the 2011 or the manga right yeah it's it's not in any of them Bummer. it's specifically left off screen on purpose but like i wish it's to make you wish that you could have seen it but just to know that like the phantom troop fucking squashed them yeah it, it reminds me yeah that's what i was getting the same vibe like the 
Uh, there's another video that was like this awesome comment on those. Like, oh my gosh, you just see that he ripped his head off. Which is awesome. Oh man, I love I love those gags. It's so funny. But uh, anyways, there's another picture of of Melody playing her little flute. Very cute. She she looks like she's dressed up for a Ren Fair twenty four seven. I really wish I had that energy, but to be fair, when you have the power she has, she she can dress however the hell she wants. I mean, I'd dress up like Dio if I had his powers. The cod piece. The hearts. Oh, that's de- uh, that's definitely. There's going to be a lot of cod pieces going on in that costume if I got it. A lot of dancing belts. Anyways, uh, then they have the. I actually like these analysis analyses. The uh, Machi, uh, the, the Machi analysis. So Machi Nentech transformation. Her aura has the power. Her aura has the form of a wire. It's resistant. Re, its resistance is reversely proportional to its length, with a length equal to the circumference of the Earth. I could give the resistance a cotton wire, but in a but in a ray of one meter, it could bear a ton. However, if she releases it, its resistance decreases. That's because the user of of materialization of trans there's a lot of big words in this or transformation and experience great difficulties projecting their auras Damn, so, there's a lot of big words real quick i don't think this is right i mean i think this is a correct translation but so in the translation i read instead of saying resistance it says tensile strength which i have a feeling they're probably the same word here um i do think this translation is correct but i'm i'm taking issue with the physics we should bring in our friend wilson to really talk about this but yeah. um, I'm pretty says, stupid, so you don't want me to comment on the physics for sure. <laughs> it says it's directly proportional to the to the length, but it says the strength of cotton wire at the circumference of the Earth, and then can lift one ton. You know, when at the size of did it say one centimeter or how much did it say? Listen, Joe, I got like a C in geometry, so oh, one I'm meter. not very useful. Okay, <laughs> this is not at all the correct proportions. Like maybe proportional here is used non literally non literally, but if it was proportional, the tensile strength at one meter would be enough to like lift many, many tons. Gotcha. Anyways, uh it's uh yeah, like I said, there's a lot of uh instances and at least the one I read with them calling in Inju. I think it's more of those fan translation things where it's like they use the like the Japanese word to be cool and awesome. I'm now wondering if the in here is the same as the in used to hide uh, Nen. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the exact same one. It makes sense because in, in probably is something like shadow. Uh, I don't think it's shadow. I think it's probably more like hidden or something like that. But yeah, Ju, and that makes sense. Like hidden beast, shadow beast, you know? Yeah, Ju is uh, is just beast. Like um, if any of you have seen card captors, there's a character Raiju, which just means thunder beast. Um, there's the tailed beast in Naruto who, who all, the, what is it? Biju? I think it's Biju. Yeah. Byaku. That's something different. Fair. Uh, yep. I, I, I do I like his comments. Everyone can make mistakes. We haven't stolen anything yet. So, so you just have to release me and ignore what happened. Yeah. I, I like I the think... way he was trying to convince them. Kind of I, I like the Viz translation of this better, where it's everybody makes mistakes, everybody has those days. Um, I don't remember the rest and of the lyrics. That's when they don't want to wake up where everything is fucked and everything sucks. That's a different song, but okay. Gotcha. Um, I like the. There's also a change in the manga where Hizoka seems to be in a a sane insane asylum or a ex prison in the manga compared to the fun fair he's at in the 2011 anime. 
Oh yeah, it does kind of look prisony. I never took it that way. I always took it as a slum, but you're right. It might just be an old rotted out jail. The the 99 changes this a bit. Either that or like, because you know how like in really bad neighborhoods they put bars on the windows? It could also yeah. just be that. It could be. It's hard to determine, but the way yeah. it looks like, it looks like he's on the inside of it. And it looks like sort of an, an asylum, which I guess it would fit for him, I guess. <laughs> he's just really getting super edgy. Exactly. He's got he he watched too much uh Joker. Uh, I'm Suicide loco, Squad. man. Yes, he's he's like he's like the Jared Leto of the Soka's trick. Exactly. But yeah, I just like I have all the things with the the prison, and that's sort of where that discussion's at. And uh, yeah, and it uh it doesn't show the fan troop using a puppet to trick Dalzone into telling them their location as well. So like you remember when they they use the person to convince them they didn't have that in the manga at all yeah they that's just sort of showed saying... up oh sorry oh that's it that's why i was saying dalzone's death in the manga is way more shocking just because like you do not get any indication that the people coming that that they that the fandom troop knows about this at all so when these people come in you're like well i've never seen these people but whatever and then a hand explodes through his chest and you're like oh shit yeah no that, that i'm kind of i'm kind of bummed they didn't play it off like that in the 2011 version yeah, I don't... Do you have... Can you guys figure out any reason they might have done that? Because for some reason, the Japanese really like, spo- like spoilers. I don't know why. Well, like in they all didn't the... do it in 99, so I don't think that's... I don't think it's, quote-unquote, the Japanese. I think it's a specific thing to 2011, and I'm wondering oh. why. Maybe they just I... want to make it more clear that it was them. Yeah, I I think maybe... Um, I don't know. Maybe this is just my theory. Maybe it's tied in with more like modern storytelling um in specifically be. in anime because sometimes like when i look through anime forums there's always like this common complaint especially within the last few years of just having too much exposition and too much explanation and i think that comes with a lot of like other not just in anime but in other stories too where it's almost as if the writers don't trust the audience to piece things together so they want to make things as clear as possible whether it be like in text if they're writing a book or show it in movies so i don't know yeah. maybe it's because maybe 2011's more geared towards kids or at least uh, that's it the starts impression. that way i don't i don't think it starts so. <laughs> that way and yeah. then it just super goes the opposite because I, I think we talked about this right. a bit but like the early parts of 2011 are very censored compared to 99. The later parts get more gross than 99 ever got. It's maybe that's like they decided, like, okay, our target audience has changed, so maybe that was like beforehand. Because I think yeah. that's like generally for like Sierra for like series geared towards like a younger audience. It's either the ex the they think like oh younger people are kids they have shorter attention spans so we want to kind of like make sure that either things are obvious or repeat things so like flashbacks or uh, recaps are huge in series so i don't know maybe they just yeah. they just thought we may as well have no ambiguity whatsoever <laughs> maybe just uh, in yeah, case maybe we might be confusing i mean i think they're related but not necessarily completely the idea of like how much needs to be explained versus like the gruesomeness relative because like um i do think you're right that a modern storytelling sense does ask for more explanation um simply because like people have wikis at the ready and shit like now so everyone likes noting that stuff 
Um, as opposed to, you know, 80s and 90s anime where, like, not understanding it was an attraction back in the day. Like, straight up, like, so much of old anime. This isn't a, oh, old anime was better. This is a old anime was different. But, like, mm-hmm. you guys remember, like, shit that you watched in the 90s or stuff made in the 80s where it's just, like, you're not supposed to understand it, like, the first time you watch through it. Like, you're just not. And that's, like, like there's much Gillian. less of that now. Um, but I was going to say, with regards to the gruesomeness, I think they knew that they were targeting an older audience. Um, and, like, for some reason played a weird fucking trick. The reason I say I think they knew is because the Chimera Ant arc was almost done when they started 2011. That's, like, the reason they started making the show. Mm-hmm. And it had already, like, people had been dissected. Like, people had been, like, shot to death in cold blood. Like, random shit like that. And, like, they're like, yeah, let's make this fucking kid show. Ha ha! Fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really the moral of 2011 and the yeah. later arcs. Fuck them kids. Yeah. So, so I had a question. Did this air on like Japanese TV or was this like a streaming thing? It aired on TV. Well, oh, yeah, we were. I'm planning on doing an episode of production history and airing history. So we'll talk about that then. But it was definitely on TV. Like um, 99 is more like... complicated because only the anime pre OVA was on TV. Except for in Latin America, where the OVA was on TV, too, because fuck it. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, can I jump to 99? No. Yeah, you can go ahead. Alright. So, in this version, Dalzone's sword here dissolves stuff, and, uh, does pierce Uvo's shoulder, and then they twist it up in there to torture him, but to no effect. They, they really go out of their way to try to make Dalzone hot and cool, and succeed at neither fair uh so the kids give leorio shit for only knowing 10 so they attempt to teach him ren but he fucks up so he goes out on the town like basically he just tires himself out so he's like i'll see you guys later um he walks through all of york new which is aesthetic as fuck and actually looks like new york in the 90s and while he's out uh kilo watches skinamax style porn and tries to get gone to join him (laughs) wait what 99 is weird y'all wait what he they watch porn yeah, like Kilo was like, "Yeah, I'm watching this movie," and Gon's like, "That's that's nice. I'll be over here." Yikes! He's trying no, to make his like, move. Yeah, this is definitely. I, I'm unsure what they were going for, because I'm pretty sure even at this point, '99 already had the vibes that Kilo may or may not be gay. So I'm not sure what him trying to involve Gon in this watch means. But yeah. I, I guess it's kind of weird. Maybe it's like a, I don't know, like a bro thing. I don't know if that's a common thing. I think thing. it's like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I like Kilo who doesn't understand who he is yet might be like, this is a bro thing. But then later is like, I was totally just trying to get sexual with a friend. Oh Yikes. God. Anyways. Yikes. Those are some choices. Those are <laughs> some choices. Me. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so, Hisoka meets Kurapika in a slum, like in the manga, and Kurapika sh- is shown scanning Hisoka's aura. So, in this version, that, like, shot of Hisoka, which is the first, like, quote-unquote, on-model shot of Hisoka in the manga, ha- has its own version, 99, but there he has his aura around him, because Kurapika is trying to see if he's using In. Because um, they mention it in the other versions, like, I don't think he's using In, but here they're like, he's not using In because I'm going to show you what Gyo looks like through my eyes. Um, so, they'll... <laughs> Dalzalene lets out a, ah! 
when he gets stabbed in the English version, because I watched it in English because I didn't want subtitles in my screenshots, and he tries to stop the uh, he tries to stop the Phantom Troop with his last breath, but gets killed as fuck off screen. Um, so speaking of English in 1999, Nobunaga in English is much better in 1999 than in the 2011 version, which makes him seem like a fucking dork. I honestly hate what 2011 did to Nobunaga. Anyone who's only seen 2011 should really read the Nobunaga parts in the manga because he actually is fucking cool. Okay. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I, mean, I um, kind of liked him, but he was kind of a goofy guy, so... Yeah, I think he's supposed to be goofy despite being cool in the manga. Meanwhile, he, I, I don't know. Um, But uh, Hisoka does a head squish pantomime on Kurapika while describing killing the head of the spider, a.k.a. Krollo. You know that thing where you put your fingers out and you put it over someone's head and then you like press them together? You're like, I'm squishing their head. I kind of do that with, with my dog. Yeah, well, uh, Hisoka does that to Kurapika, which is kind of in a certain way identifying him with Krollo, which, take that as you will. Yeah. Yikes. So yeah, that's it for 99. Uh, Uh, Do we want to take a break and let Megan jump in? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let her in. Uh, And now, from a word from our compatriots and benefactors. Hey everybody, this is Andrew from Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and we are proud to be the latest addition to the Greenlit Podcast Network. If you're a superhero fan, our show will put your knowledge to the test. Did you know Tim Burton almost made a Batman musical? Or how Superman almost had a love story with his own cousin? That's disgusting. But it's true. We cover it all, mixing clips with commentaries, sketches, and impersonations. So tune in to Superhero Stuff You Should Know, available on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, Chris, what's the War Rocket Ajax podcast about? Well, Matt, if we were smart, it'd be about murders, but it's actually about comics. War Rocket Ajax, it's not about murders, but it is weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Episode 46, Chasing and Waiting, or in Japanese, Omono to Matsumono. Originally released in Japan on September 9th, 2012, the equivalent, man- the equivalent manga chapters are 79 and 80, which were released in Japan on July 4th, 2000. Happy birthday, America. And the equivalent 99 episodes are 54, 55, and 56, which were released in Japan on January 27th, 2001. Not happy birthday, Japan. <laughs> Alright, so Krapika is called before you can answer Hisoko's question to join up. Um, basically, Melody gives him a recap of what just happened, so they have to move to Plan B. Kurapika um, then asks Hisoka, "Where are the Scarlet Eyes? Where are the Scarlet Eyes?" And Hisoka's like, "Not sure." Um, and so let's see. There's like a quote: um, "A spider keeps going until you crush its legs." So. Kind of have to think about. It's kind of like a metaphor with the Phantom Troop. Like you okay, know? real real quick. I think we should research spiders because there's so many things that are said very <laughs> emphatically about spiders in this set of episodes. Where I'm like, yeah. I have no idea if that's true biologically. That's I don't think I it's at. truly true. 
Right? Is there an animal that does that? Like, you can cut off its leg or, like, it's it's like a lizard, right? Like, you cut off its tail, yeah. it keeps going. But yeah. this isn't... I know it's a metaphorical, like, but... Uh, maybe some... Maybe some... The sea, they're not... Are, wait. Crustaceans are not related to arachnids. They are right? arachnids. I thought they were. No, no, no. That... Wait, wait, no. Crustaceans are not arachnids. Oh. Wait. <laughs> That's what I just wanted to make sure because in my head I was like crabs are like spiders, right? But then I was like, wait a minute, no. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's more of a metaphor. I don't know. Maybe they keep on I biting. Think they're related. Are crabs arachnids or crustaceans? <laughs> they're crabs are definitely facts. crustaceans, but um. Uh, okay, they're all arthropods. Is the uh, thing that includes all of them. Okay, okay define arthropod. Well, let's see what the arthro means. Arthron means joint in Greek, and pos means foot. Oh, okay. So they just have similar legs. Yeah, similar segmented uh, legs. Yeah. Ew, but also fine. So if I cooked a spider, let's say I have a massive like I take a daddy long legs, right, and I made it thicker and bigger. Would it taste like a crab? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it's like a crab, but they'd be in like a similar league, I bet. Because like you can eat crickets, and uh, I think I'm mainly just tasting shell when I eat crickets. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Gonna anyways, hear that one. <laughs> we're not sure if that's accurate, but what <laughs> is none of the things we hear said about spiders are accurate. <laughs> what is accurate? Is that there a way we can get a spider since... that's big enough to eat? <laughs> well, okay, uh, audience, if you eat spiders please let us know where we can get some um organically sourced <laughs> spiders anyway oh, organically I mean, like, uh, clean <laughs> sustainably <gold>. sourced <laughs> gluten free spiders i mean a, a spider i wouldn't mind eating shizuku anyways uh-huh. hey. anyways what is wow. accurate is that since um Dozolini is dead. They now need to contact the actual boss man. So they ask Neon who a Upon hearing the news about um, Dee's death, is unmoved except for the auto, um, the auction items that she wants. So, wow, cold stone. Neon's a fucking monster. Dang girl, she really goes from like, oh, okay, and you think you're like, oh, she's gonna be sad that like her buddy bodyguard she's had for an unknown amount of time died, yeah. right? She's like, oh. Damn, I really wanted that mummy, though. Like, what about that thing? Like, <laughs> I think she ew. might be a psychopath. Like, spooky Halloween shit right now. What is a mummy? <laughs> okay, so the team actually votes for Kropika to be the new leader. Um, Papa Light Nostrad asks Kropika for his opinion on what to do. He prioritizes the daughter's safety, Neon's safety. Um, but let's Keep in note that it's mostly because of her abilities, not added due to any familial love for her. So let's keep that straight, man. I I really like that all the things that are terrible about Light Nostrad and and Neon are inferable by their actions and goals rather than like them saying things that are outwardly quote unquote evil. Like, right. I like how they make Light Nostrad seem like just a normal guy, but if you think about what he's doing, it's terrible. And Neon, like, it's like, seems like a normal person unless you think about what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I was thinking about it, and I think with just the dad, maybe her trying to get, get a mummy is trying to 
trying to help her out a little bit. Oh, you mean like mommy? Yeah, getting a mommy. That's why she wants a mommy. God fucking damn it. Anyways. Anyways, so Uvo, he wants his revenge on the chain user, and he's pissed. So Chalnark turns out to be a pearl hunter, and he's gathering information about the Nostrad family with ease. Um, They also break into a guy's apartment and murdered him and just drank all his beer. You forgot the other guy on the floor as well. (laughs) I know. Oh, no, that was the other one. Why can't you buy your own beer? But you know what? You, I guess if you murder someone, you might as well use their resources anyway. It's less of a I mean, it's not like he's going to be drinking it. Yeah, he's not going to drink it. I'd be very (laughs) curious to have seen Shalnark's hunter exam, because I have a feeling it was real weird. He just killed everybody. Yeah. I mean, he probably just brought, like, because this is before he had Nen, but he probably was really just into tech. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, showed up with, like, a drone or some shit. I thought, see, and my a gun. assumption was that Shalnark got his hunter license. He, like, he was already a spider, and he already knew how to use Len, Net, Len, Nen, but got his hunter license for a job, kind of like Oh, Illumi I think you're Hizuka. right, because I think he's an original member of the Phantom Troop, which means he would have grown up with all them in Meteor City, in which case, yeah, he would have had Nen before. Yeah, so he probably just came in and kicked ass the same way Illumi and Hisoka did. I actually yeah. was thinking about it, but what about if he actually just stole the license? No, I it's mean, his. Huh? He's, he's actually a pro hunter. He's listed in the rules. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, was going to say... mainframe and put no. his name in it. Because I was saying, because they said that you could sell the license and make money, so I was assuming that maybe he just bought it and like just used it at that point. He probably so stole he's, it. He's like a pretty crazy hacker, but there are people shown later in the show who are, like, hackers who are part of the Hunter organization, who are, like, about as, like, in his league, so he wouldn't have been able to hack in. Yeah. Fair enough. The thing with, okay, so, it's this is another point, because Shark, 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 Man, Shark Man, Shark Boy, Shark Boy over here. Sharknado. Sharknado. He has a Hunter license, he's not necessarily a good dude, right? This is, like, more to the point where, like, oh, only, like, good people can get hunter licenses. They basically said that, in, like, during the hunter exam. <laughs> where, like, oh, yeah. this prevents, like, bad people from getting the hunter licenses. Well, and that was a that? fucking lie. Yeah. They did, they did say something to that effect. I am consistently of the opinion that Netro is not nearly as nice of a guy as he appears. And what he yeah. really wanted was a congress of strong people. Yeah. That that I agree with. I just think it's funny when, like, you... It's been so long since they've said that, though. Like, it just makes no sense the more you watch the show. Why am I imagining now a, a Congress full of giant-ass bodybuilders? I'm down. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay, so... Meanwhile, um, kind of, we see a parallel with the Karapika side. He's basically doing the same thing as Shalmark, going on www hunter.portal.com Wait, did it actually show did it actually no, show an address? I, I just made that up. They had to sign the URL. They had to use they had to do the cat the the Nen Capra. Yeah, I really hope it's called hunterpedia.com. hunterpedia.com. hunterpedia.net slash um phantom troop Nostrad family. Nostrad family. Anyway, um he deduces that the spiders are doing the exact same thing and gathering information about them. So 
he says that they need to change rooms but stay in the same hotel. And then Kafika leaves to deal with the spiders. Um, we see Ubo. I guess he's back to normal, but he's full of rage. So he's at one of the Nostrad family houses and he's getting information from one of them. Um, like basically that Nostrad relatives spills the beans that Neon is a fortune teller and how the family, that's how the family makes money. And boom. Right after, head crushed. Oops, rip that guy. And then this leads to the spiders now believing that there isn't a traitor. Yeah. And so, um, meanwhile, we have, uh, we go back to our other part of our favorite four. Um, Lorio is on day two of his plan to get into some kind of underground arm wrestling ring to make big bucks. Too bad, so sad. Arm wrestling is canceled. For there is a hide and seek conditional auction. Basically, there's a five million Jenny buy to in order to get um a, a potential prize of two billion Jenny per spider that they catch. So basically, um, people they're making an auction or a contest. For hunters to capture the phantom troop members for stealing shit. Um, yeah. At least nobody's going to be paying so, that back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Here's the thing, though. Leorio's plan is real dumb. Like, <laughs> because it, 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 it hinders on a bunch of factors that he obviously had no idea about. Wait, you're I talking think. about the existence of underground yeah. fucking arm wrestling? Yes! It makes so much more sense in the manga, and we will get there. Okay, great, great, great. Because I was like, Leorio, you're th- you're saying that you thought maybe there might be <laughs> something that could have to do with specifically arm wrestling? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the top you, five you don't know about the made arm wrestling change league. moment. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, I forgot to write it in the notes. Um, can we talk about the, the, the weird ass announcer dude in the thong and training bra? Oh, you mean What's Harley about Quinn? him? Seemed normal to me. His name is Harley Quinn? No, 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 no. So in the <laughs> 99 version, they color him like Harley Quinn, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he looks like a kind. Chim- oh, I don't know if I can say that word. Uh, you kind of already said, just he say it. He looks like the C okay. word. He looks like. If you don't know what this is, don't Google it, but he looks like a, a future character called a chimera let's just not he looks like a damn bug (laughs) which one does he look like zazan i don't know hold on one moment please as i search this okay continue on with everything else but well that's happening i want to mention so we have the note that the head is crushed here um but i think what that meant was that they push his head into the wall this is right. quite different from what they do in 99 in the manga, which we'll get to later. Okay, yeah, I, I was trying to remember, because I watched the 2011 episodes, uh, like, about this episode, particularly a month ago, so I'm, like, kind of refreshing myself when I'm, like, oh, yeah. remembering. But, um, no worries. Yeah. I just meant more, um, 2011, in order to imply how gruesome a death is, but not actually show it in the gruesomeness, routinely mm-hmm. pushes people into walls where in 99 in the manga they often just crush the head and have brains come out or like they cut the person's head off shit like that dang wow Togashi likes the the, the brain splatters for sure 
He loves drawing <laughs> those those brains, the brain brain um, uh, matter. The announce. Okay, I I take that back. I thought he looked like the rabbit, Ramat. Oh, he does kind of look like Ramat, sort of. When you put them together, they don't really look similar, but. I can see how not next to each other they kind of look like alike, but yeah. I'd have to look at them together and probably it would fuck it up. Yeah, so don't worry about it. Okay. Oh, I, I want to also mention, him. I do think it's interesting that, do we ever find out whether Hisoka actually did betray them? Or, like, here? Here. Here. Um, oh, or whether it was a neon, or whether it was a neon oh. prediction? No, yeah, it was that's... for sure a neon prediction. Yeah. Okay. Find so, that out. So it's interesting that like Hisoka is revealed in this episode as the traitor by virtue of the meeting with Kurapika, but he hasn't done any traitorous shit. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because like they they even like even Cholo said that it had to be an outsider because they didn't they wouldn't have been as ready for that. I think this was established like a couple episodes ago when they when they did the hit. I, I know, but that was, he was saying that based on inference, and, like, he was most likely correct, but I just want to point out that the evidence also says he is correct. Yeah. No, that's fine. That, that works. But no, I, I always pick, I always picked up from when I watched that it always was just a, a, uh, a prediction. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, so, like, I think it was Golden right? Or was it a little Oreo who tries to call Karapika? I but think it's Gon. Gone. Yeah, so Gon tries to, but yeah, he's not. Karapika's not picking up. He's too busy with mafia stuff. He's just, so. he just standing there. This becomes a theme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I I can relate. I often don't answer my phone. But... Damn, you joined the mafia? Shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, Hannah, girl. you didn't tell us. Congrats on your new job. Thank wow. you. <laughs> but, Is there you any know, openings? If I promised some friends I was going to meet them in the city, I would probably answer my phone if they were calling me. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I wonder um, why he kept it on ring, though. He just didn't put on vibrate. I don't know. But he I, just I let it ring, which... Rude. He, um, yep. So basically... We Uvo finds Kropika standing alone, waiting for him. And um yeah, I think Kropika says this right. Um, yeah, it's it's a really improper quote, uh, but the same similar yeah. vibes. I wanna go somewhere isolated so we won't bother anyone. And then he says something savage like in like no one can hear you scream, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining if... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I think that's kind of nice. Avoid some collateral damage in the area. (laughs) It's very um, shonen anime. Very Dragon Ball. It's just like, let's go to the wilderness outside town. I'm thinking about it. Like, did they take a car? Did they walk all the way? Like, did they They chat? Or they're like, oh, we'll just meet up later. Like, you go, then I'll go. Like, Can we talk about how in this version of New York, it's right next to Arizona? Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, isn't that oh. what it's like in real life? Uh, oh, Joe! They, Joe! They probably went to Jersey New City to do that. Where everything's I mean, there legal. Are, there are. Did you just say everything's like fuck you? That's the everything's worst. legal in Jersey. I Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Um, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, Joe. Um, they just went to the abandoned areas in Jersey New City. I mean, there are sand dunes in Jersey, but there's not giant rock formations like that. Have you been, have you been to the beach front? I have. They're not as big as that. I don't know, man. 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, I'll need context for this one because I didn't watch the Japanese version. Oh, the Basu Basu. Oh, Basu when... Basu's like boss. Yeah, it's um when the Karapika was trying to get the boss, and he's like Bosu Bosu. Oh. <laughs> So That's I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of funny and it reminded me of JoJo because they said the same thing. <laughs> Just nice. that Um. Okay. So, but the Hunterpedia, the feature is Koala. He communicates and controls dogs through his men. He is actually dating Neon's maid Elisa. He's all he's an all around all right guy and is super chill. He matters. Yeah. Just, saying, just putting uh, that out there. Also, just... I think they're still doing the blackface now. It's okay. I practically brown face. Brown right? face. Yeah, it looks like they got like a really bad tan, but I really think it's just a weird coloring. Like, I don't think that was on purpose. No, because, I think like, it's on purpose. I think in an earlier episode they had said we got this during Whale Island, but it, it's mm-hmm. carried on way too long. Oh, uh, because like sometimes like. In the before, like in the very first, like okay, we'll do Hunterpedia, and they're like regularly colored, and then as soon as they start talking about their Hunterpedia stuff, they're tan. Yeah, it's kind of weird. They probably it's kinda, did all this. I, I kind of thought it was some fucked up thing with Squala, but you know, I hope that's not what they were going for. Yeah, it just seemed too. It just seemed too convenient that they do it around the time they were covering Squala, and then right afterwards they're back to regular. So they did it with Dumzolly too. Yeah, it's interesting. This is the first Hunterpedia profile of someone in a while where they didn't die in the episode. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of dying, let's rate them deaths. Uh, starting with the guy in the hotel. Oh, that I don't remember. That's <laughs> so the guy. That, remember that's the guy they killed with the beer. Oh, yeah. That's a when they went to school, I almost computer. missed that one because they just like glance over the fact, like, oh, what house are they in? Oh, yeah, this random dude. I'm gonna give a four because I'll give a four because I have no emotional attachment to him other than mm-hmm. sadness for his death. But it's still innocent, like showing all his death. He was already dead, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a five. Yeah. That's me. Okay. I think I'll give it dead a. Dude. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say the already uh, dead dude. I'll give a three. I think I'll I just give it around it. a five too because it wasn't memorable at all. But I appreciate the dark comedy that comes came with yeah. it. <laughs> I'm doing a four for that reason. Like the the comedy, the the fact that like <laughs> the fact that they're just like, oh, haha, this guy's dead. Oh, you want his beers? Look how many beers we have. They focus more on the stolen beer than they did on the dead body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, where are we at? With the- oh yeah, we're gonna cover the half naked dude. Oh yeah. So basically, one of the Nostrad family members. Uh, I would rate it. Um, since he confessed information after a while getting beat, how deep is family ties? Not that deep. So I, but it was kind of gross. So I'll rate that a, a a six. Yeah. There's also another guy on the floor in there, but I don't know if that we should guy gets rate that one. separately. Yeah, his yeah. the Florida guy's a one, but the other guy's like at least a six because I like I like the head going the through dude? the wall. That was funny. Did we include Owl who Phaeton tortured to death? Is he was that? Uh, net, he was episode? breathing. Yeah, uh, I didn't think he tor- they tortured him to oh, death. Oh, you're right. He is alive as revealed by something later. Oh, really? Um, I- there's a nature of someone's power who it only works if they're alive. Interesting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because he was, like, breathing, because you could see through the 
the disgusting. Did he like piss his pants with blood? Because that's what it looks like. I thought he was just dripping so much blood that like it was going down his shirt into his pants, like the way he was oh, from over. his mouth. That yeah. makes more sense. To be I fair, I don't think CBT off, would be off the table much. for the for the <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think CBT would be beyond the Shadow Beasts or the Phantom Troop. Oh, cock and ball torture. I thought you said CBD. I was just like, what? Yeah, no, yeah, they, they all gave him they some sedatives <laughs> to chill him out before he got tortured. Okay, I, I had a revelation. Um, We are recording now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, I had a revelation where I realize now that the way people feel about uh, Phaeton is the way that if you actually look at the moral actions of all the fandom troop, everyone should feel about the entire fandom troop. Are you saying that, like, Phaeton He's the is... only one whose demeanor matches what the crimes they've done. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, like, everyone else seems all boppy and happy in a way. And that's why people can, like... I, I think the Phantom Troop are great characters. I love them as characters, but they are reprehensible human beings, but a lot of people ignore that second part because they're like, oh, yeah, their dynamic's so great. Like, and, like, I know that you can hold two thoughts in your head at once, but oftentimes people just forget the bad part. And But, like, Phaeton's the only one who reminds them actively, like... Oh yeah, these guys are mass murderers. Yeah, they're mass murderers, and but with personality. <laughs> yeah, basically, except for Phaeton. Except for Phaeton, who's <laughs> whose personality like... is mass murder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like you can, they it's hard. It's like they did. They wrote the Phantom Troop well enough because you'll see in later episodes that they have emotion for each other and for other people, just not necessarily when it comes to like their jobs. So it's very easy to like disis. What is it called? Dis cognitive dissonance or whatever. Yeah, I'm. You can dissociate the two of them too. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, no. It can't, yeah. The the one guy. Um. Oh, what's his name? The guy with the bowl cut. That's friends with that Uvo. Shalnar. Yeah, Shalnar comes off like, "Hey, I'm your best friend. Also, I'm gonna stab you in the chest and kill you. But let's hang out. Let's have a drink, man." Wait, stab you in the chest? Oh, wait, no. You're thinking of uh, Finks, who does not have a bowl cut. No, the Shellnark is the one that like that like is the, the the one that uh, is on the, the computer, the hacker. Oh, okay, he does yeah, little yeah. like arrows in the neck. Yeah, when you said stab you in your chest, I the no only no it, it, it was in reference to... to his powers. It was like a sort of hey, I'm gonna be your best friend. Also, I'm gonna murder you. Yeah. But hey, let's get some drinks sometime. Let's catch up. Well, he's more um, peppy, I guess, is what I'm trying to go for. Yeah, it's we. He's a weird character. Okay, so let's continue. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess I give it a, the death for the half naked dude and the other dude on the floor, like a four, I guess. I'd say three or four, are both appropriate. Yeah, it's a it's to be honest, it's better in the manga, but yeah, know, I'm not gonna be that guy. You but just did though. Shut up. Anyways, speaking of manga, why don't we? Uh, do we have anything left on the half naked dude and the other dude in the room? Mm-mm. I gotcha. All right, let's go on to the mango notes. So we have uh have Uvo doing a Mr. X kicking down the door and it's like just very angrily. Uh one of the things I liked on this one is for some reason and the subs they call him lead they call the boss leader and and some and on the dub and in the manga they call him the boss. Which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Are you all. referring to Light Nostrad here or are you referring to Crollo? Uh Crollo. Because uh, so- with uh with Uvo saying tell the boss then I won't be back till I found the chain guy. Um, the word they use in Japanese is dancho, which I think like literally means like uh, brigade commander. I gotcha. 
Yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting because some of the subs in the dub, like the dub calls him boss, uh, the sub called him leader. Yeah, the- brigade commander doesn't really get across the same idea in English because it sounds much more official. While in Japanese, dancho is used for like raiding groups and stuff like that. Fair enough. I just thought it was kind of interesting. So I googled Boncho real quick. So this is Wikipedia, so forgive the bad translation. Oh no, this says, is Doncho with a D. Oh, Doncho. Okay, well, Boncho, fun fact, is either governmental position during the Ritsu Ryo period, or the leader of a group of delinquents. So, so would that mean that, that, that Yusuke is a Doncho? Well, he'd probably be a Boncho. Boncho. Oh, okay, so apparently Doncho literally means team leader but like team can depend on like what context it is for like what kind of oh it can mean like core like c-o-r-p-s so if you say uh gundancho that can mean like army core leader oh oh wait wait here's actually a more interesting one the don here can be used uh in the expression sa- Sakasudan to mean like circus and the phantom troop I've always their name in Japanese is like uh, Gene Ryodan which means uh, like phantasmic you know like the sense of like being an illusion troop and so the it probably has like a lot of different purposeful pun meanings fair enough alright so uh Continuing on the manga notes, uh, basically there's the phone a phone call uh, it shows I don't know if it showed this before with a with a with Melody trying to call the boss who's or the the original boss uh, uh Dalzone who is dead AF and just calling with the true thing and it actually reminded me of something so I did a Photoshop a Photoshop job of uh Melody trying to call uh trying to call Dapio from JoJo. Perfect. So that was kind also, of Also, I think that picture of Dalzone dead is super memeable. Like, the immediate caption that comes to mind is like, when you finish but she keeps sucking, or just yeah. like random shit like that. It's it's like, I, I kind of prefer the the uh, the description programming in a nutshell. Both it's work. Like, it looks like his hands are on a keyboard and he's dead on the inside. This is actually how uh, Togashi draws. Yeah. A lot of analogies in this one. We'll, we'll get an exploit going on. But anyways, uh, continue on. Uh, yep, just uh, one of the things that was kind of different is that it showed the introduction of of the the Bosu, uh, uh, the the dad to the to uh the so uh sorry, it shows uh it shows what's her name? Oh, I her name. Uh, Neon. It showed Neon introducing the the dad to Karapika. Compared to the other one, where it's just that it just shows Kropka with a phone. But I'm guessing that's like a time constraint thing. I really like in the manga and 99 that Neon is off model at various points. Like she's in different clothes and therefore has a different hairstyle. While in 2011, they're like, no, she's always exactly correct, which is just like not how people function. Yeah, but uh, it's how animators want to save money and not hurt their hands to redraw shit, so. But uh, anyways, uh, continue on. It's like uh, it shows the the guy getting tortured, the the half naked man, and just him. And instead of him going through the wall, uh, the wall is going through him. If you know what I'm saying. 
so wall just, in this case being fingers. Yeah, he's basically just the wall's not moving anywhere. It's his head that's moving all different directions across the wall. So very gory and a little bit different than the than the the uh 2011 version. And then uh just a couple other images, just a cool little image of a uh, of neon and then uh just uh, Leorio arm wrestling, which I thought was kind of a cool cool gif or kind of cool image. Oh yeah, so in in the manga, Leorio is the one who arm wrestles the guy because Gon's arm isn't long enough to arm wrestle. Oh wait, no, they don't even have him arm wrestle the guy because the mafia dude comes up with like this big dude and they're just like, "No, we've already heard about you. You're good." But in the in the manga, he like challenges them and like Gon's arm is too short, so they have Leorio do it because remember, Leorio still press like more uh testing gates than Gon and Kiloa. He just like slacked on his Nen training. Yeah, he's still that's what I kind of I'm kind of bummed out is that he's still not recognized as the strongest one there physically. I I don't think he is anymore. Um yeah. because now that they have Nen, like if you were to take away all their Nen, he would be. That's what I, I meant, think, sorry. Like, yeah. Um that being said, uh you you cut out the next frame where that guy holding up his arm, it's completely shattered. Like Oof. Leorio who has taken a vow to do no harm as a physician has shattered a dude's arm. <laughs> He'll live. Do they still take those same um, uh, vows in uh, this version of Japan? I assume in Japan. I don't really. You know, know I don't even know if that's a global thing or if that's just done in the West or even just the states, like the uh, the Hippocratic Oath. I'd I'd hope it's done everywhere, but I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's about it for the manga notes. Did you want to do the ninety nine notes? Uh, Joe? yeah, just a sec. Um, so, oh wait, yeah, actually, we we didn't mention it, but in the uh manga, when they get invited underground, there's they do not say it has anything to do with arm wrestling, and like what Leora was actually trying to do was like show how strong they were to get hired as like dudes for the mafia. So effectively, they did the weird version of what Kurapika did by joining the agency. They just like proved their strength in public in such a way that they would get hired. Which Touched makes a lot mic. more sense than what 2011 uh, did. Okay, so instead of like him knowing or assuming there's a literal arm wrestling rink, coincidentally, he was like, "I do. We just need to be hired in general by the mafia." Yeah, he's like, "We just need to look tough in public in such a way that the mafia will take notice of us." Mm-hmm. Okay. The alternative way would have been if they had just become bounty hunters, but I don't. I guess they do that later. Anyways. Well, Illyrio kind of looks like Vash, so I mean. Oh, well, the problem <laughs> is if he looks too much like Vash, then he has a $60 billion double, double dollar, you know, bounty on his own head, which is a problem. <laughs> hey, that's half the fun about being de- Vash. Anyway. Vash so is a, he's a bounty hunter in that show, right? Uh, no, Vash is not a bounty hunter. Vash oh. wants absolutely nothing. Wait, did you not watch Dragon? Oh, uh, I, ha- I watched it uh, when I was like, 10 oh, or 11. So. Yeah. There's a no, lot should... of spoilers. It's a very short anime, too. Yeah. There's a yeah. great... It's good. This it's is on the list. Page, totally right? random, but there's a great AMV that has, that crosses over uh, Trigun and Cowboy Bebop. It's oh. on YouTube. It's called Something, Something Donuts. I highly recommend it. We need okay. to do an entire episode about AMVs, and I have a feeling yes. Hannah and Sarah will be leagues ahead of us in terms of knowledge. My my, Guys. it would literally for me it would be like yeah, uh, my AMV picks are AMV Hell one through five. You guys Here is hear- Vegeta doing Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah, 
Do you guys want to hear something kind of embarrassing? So I loved AMV Did you make when an I was AMV? a kid. I tried, but here's the thing. I had no idea how editing worked. I didn't know you need special programs. I had a basic, like, like um, what's the computer with the cow in the back? One of your kids? Gateway? Cow. Gateway, gateway. Yeah. I had a gateway computer. Um, and we had Microsoft Word and PowerPoint. So I did it in PowerPoint. And then I tried to figure out how to... <laughs> Do you still have this? No. Do you still actually, have this? I have the old computer, maybe. But, like, I, I don't think... I Megan, actually, you I actually might have find the, this. <laughs> I actually might have the old AMV I made. Oh, man. Guys, guess what the song was, though? I want to guess your song, Patrick, but guess what the song I did on my PowerPoint AMV was in 2007. What was the anime series? We need to know that. It doesn't matter. It wasn't. It was just random fan art. Was it Nelly Because I didn't be know how money? to download videos, either. <laughs> Evanescence, bring me to life. Very close. Uh, Very close. My immortal. Close. Close. Was it Nightwish? No, it was... I'm probably going to get the band wrong. I can't remember. It was Pain by, I think, Three Days Grace. (laughs) Pain without love. Pain. And there was just a bunch of random pictures of, like... Like, I googled sad anime girls, and I would, like, put them... (laughs) Megan. Megan. You need... To find this, oh, we need to release this. <laughs> Convert it to an actual video and not a no. PowerPoint. No, 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 no. It needs to be sent out as a PowerPoint. <laughs> Fuck converting this. Oh, man. Maybe I can redo it. I think I kind of hey, remember how I tried to do it, too. <laughs> listeners, please message us if you want Megan to do that. <laughs> but yes. Uh, Pat, what's your actual AMV, though? One that probably um, actually worked. It was, uh, it actually was an AMV. It was, a. Uh, it was uh, an Invader Zim AMV. Oh my god! It was um, it was a scene where Gur turns into gets transported to the house, and he goes to get tacos and <laughs> just rampaging through the town. Was the uh, song tequila? No, tequila. it was a uh, Burk Dich by Rammstein. That wow! I should have guessed <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, big into man. them in high school, so uh. I'll see if I can find it. The thing is, it's on Photo Bucket. But photo, photo bucket, bucket. Like, what the fuck? Photo bucket like messed up everything, and I need to log. I need to figure out how to get my account. Cause yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can. I I know what's on there for sure, because I was like, I just really liked it. So, Lol. I'm guess I'm gonna guess. Uh, so speaking of ancient things, ninety nine. <laughs> nice. So in this version, uh, Shalark and Nobunaga try to get Uvo to stay, like instead of going out to fight. Uh, the chain user, and they do this by doing a coin flip with a spider coin that they just have that probably was sold as like merchandise for ninety nine. Hey, quick photo pocket update! I actually just got into my account, nice. so let me see if I can find. <laughs> oh my god! I can find images. I'm I'm working on it, guys. We might be getting an AMV of Invaderism coming up. Jesus Christ! Yes, I hope it's in real that. player format and it's Please. like insanely low quality. Please, like it's sex pixels total. Like. <laughs> Oh so, no, everything got wiped from it. Yeah, that's what happened to my photo bucket too. No, damn it. Okay. Uh, so let, let me look through another drive. Sh- I'll I'll keep you guys updated. They lose the coin flip and Shalnark drives Uvo and they say they gotta rob a liquor store for a six pack. Spoilers, <laughs> they end up not robbing a liquor store. Um Kurapika and Light have a a weird codec conversation. Like, have you guys ever played Metal Gear? basically people's heads show up on screen but then it just shows other random stuff i put it in our instagram and and our facebook but basically it's this like 
background of New York and then their faces were in lights case, his mustache comes in and then like they're surrounded by like neon, not the person, but like the substance and <laughs> slash the color. And they're just speaking to each other in these like really weird, sexy images. It's it's kind of weird. Um, In this version, like in the manga, Shalnark mentions that the Nostrade landholding company is called Polio and Company. <laughs> Which, uh, I have a feeling I know why they eliminated that for 2011, because, uh, why would you name something that? Also, Patrick, my first thought on hearing that was, like, I bet the reason they did it is because, you know, kids can't relate with things like, "Uh uh-oh, polio. Don't worry. A lot of kids could relate a lot to polio back then. Well, yeah, back then. I was just referencing Little Brittle, but anyways. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) So they have a really uncomfortable first-person view of getting kissed by Uvo, as Shalnark says, I don't want your love, I just want your money. To which Uvo replies, but I told you I don't ever use money. So you just see Uvo's face go into the screen and kiss you, and uh, I felt it was not good. So also to show their travel across town, it shows actual photos of Central Park and Brownstone Apartments. So, uh, Lin Sen in the manga in 1999 does get, like, two lines. They just don't let him talk in 2011, because fuck Lin Sen. Do you guys even remember who Lin Sen is? Yeah, no, who is Lin Sen? Excuse me? Lin Sen is the Chinese hunter who is in Kurapika's group who literally does nothing on screen ever. Oh, I forgot he existed. He was, like, an original, like, OG bodyguard, I'm assuming? No, he was, he was just hired, he was, oh wait, no, actually, he was, he was OG he literally never says anything, but he makes it all the way to the end of the anime, which is mind-blowing, because he's in the election arc. Wait, what? So he's a hunter? He's he's a hunter. He's a licensed hunter, and he participates in a vote. Okay. Still never says anything. He's what like about in the manga? He, he survives, too. I don't fucking oh, get it. Oh, uh, like, okay. You know that fucking snail in Adventure Time? That shows up in every episode and waves at the camera? (laughs) Yeah, that snail does more than Lin Sen. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And yet Lin Sen survives. Maybe that's the thing. You stay silent long enough so no one notices you. (laughs) Anyways, um, Mm -hmm. Leorio arm wrestles the guy like in the manga and also shatters his arm. Uh, Also, after getting invited to the underground auction, Kilua says to Leorio... You know a lot about underground auctions. What have they been teaching you in med school? You know, that's actually kind of fair. Like, <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Sorry. I was going to say, Leorio doesn't come, doesn't he come from, like, the hood, essentially? Yeah, Leorio comes from, like, a favela in, like, Hunter, Brazil. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I have a feeling that's why he, like, knows this shit, because he's like, yeah, I would not have been able to get, like, any sort of technology as a kid unless I, like, bargained it down and did crazy weird financial scams. Come to Brazil. But yeah, that's it for episode 46. Uh, we do not need to take a break here because we already took one um, bringing Megan in, so if you guys want to start up the next one. Ooh, I need to fix the script. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> we can look that up real quick. Um, uh, episode 47. Or, original Relations Japan, episode date plus two. 
Did you? Did you just write a program for this? Yeah. That's what I think. I was like, this is kind of dope. Because I didn't fill this out. (laughs) Yeah, it took longer than it should have to write because I... (laughs) Long story short, I really wish I'd done this for when we did Yu Hakusho as well. Oh. (laughs) Okay, September 16th, 2012. Okay, and then everything else should be good. Okay, on to episode 47, Condition and Condition. Or in Japanese, it's Seiyaku to Seiyaku. Uh, It was originally released in Japan on September 16th, 2012. Uh, The equivalent manga chapters are 8182. 83 and 84 uh, which were released in Japan on July 4th 2000 and the equivalent 1999 episodes are 56 and 45 uh yeah so 99 did some of the stuff about how powers work much earlier ah makes sense this is one of the skips that I mentioned um, in a previous episode okay and then, so was the first one released on February 10th, 2001, or is that 56? I think it was 56, and I my program wasn't advanced enough to realize you should probably <laughs> reorder this. No worries. Either way, the the at least one of them was released in February. Um, Good hedge. Good hedge. <laughs> on to the episode. Uh, yeah. Um, so this episode... Uh, this shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. N a n a s. Bananas. B a n a n a s. I love that. Honestly, that's the reason I know how to spell bananas, which is very sad. Also, the reason. Thank you, Gwen Stefani. Every time I'm like, how do? Okay, I need bananas. B a n n. No, no, no. B a n a n a s. I think I've said this on a previous episode of the show, but I have other things that I only know because of songs, such as the order of the months. I only know because of a song in Spanish. Oh, that's how I know the states and their capitals was the Animaniacs, but that's like an educational song. Aggressive is from that cheer. Uh, we did like high school or call it or elementary school it was like be aggressive b e aggressive b e a g g r e s s i v e aggressive Just oh like, i've never heard the last verse of that yeah that's the only way i know how to spell <laughs> aggressive <laughs> i'm really hoping that's the correct spelling otherwise i'm screwed you've been spelling it wrong this whole time whole life um but otherwise kurpika is going to prove that he ain't no hollaback girl and meet uvo in the middle of the desert in new york <laughs> whatever they want they both want to be the winner but there can only be one Leech- oh, this is highlander now huh this is highlander now absolutely it's, it is what you want it to be <laughs> there can only be one. Oh man uh leech free uvo asks kurapika who the hell he is because he doesn't seem like your average nen user He's not like those other girls. He's not. Like, I'm not like other girls, uh, Uvo. I I can do things with my hands. Other girls um, wear pearls. I wear chains. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, <my> <laughs> Hashtag not like other girls. Jeez, getting bad uh, high school flashbacks. 
Oh God, they still yeah. It's a it's a meme now, which is great. Um, you know, I wanted to chain should. them to hell, but I think I'm the one who's chained down. Oh, oh my God. Christ. He had Kurapika is the most like like he's the character most likely to have a tumbler. That's Kurapika. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still uh, using Zanga for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. True. I'm pretty sure that Kurapika has a de- a death journal. Oh man. Um, Kurapika answers his. Answers by asking him a question. Do you and your spider pals remember who you've killed? Like, just just throwing a name out there. Like, the Kurta clan? Uh, Uvo's it's like, like, you're nah, going to have to narrow that down. Huh? <laughs> it's like, you're going to have to narrow that down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Uva's like, nah, don't know. No idea. Um, but confirms that he was a Phantom Troop member during the time of the massacre. Also doesn't feel anything when he kills people. It's NBD. Uh, you know. Kurapika calls him a scumbag who's about to pay for his sins. The fight begins... Sorry. Have you guys watched the 1994 Street Fighter movie? Is that the one with the white people? Uh, well, that applies to Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, but yes. Oh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, the with Van Damme as a guile? Yes, John Claude Van Damme's guile. The reason I bring it up is, do you remember the scene where he's like seducing Chun Li? No, <laughs> not 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 John Claude Van Damme, but um, Bison. She talks about how like you killed my father, you know, like you came to my town and massacred innocent civilians and killed my father, and he's like, for you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. Oh yeah, no, I remember that now. I was like, "What were you trying to ref?" Okay, yeah. wait. Uvo just, as he's Uvo trying just to him. seduce her. Well, this was after she revealed that he was like the one who, like, that she was there for revenge. Oh, this wasn't okay. him trying to fuck her by like talking about killing her dad. Okay, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, this um, that's actually not the the weirdest Street Fighter thing. I think the weirdest has to be Chun Li fighting naked against um against um uh, Vega. Claw Vega, yeah. Yeah, so that's only in the anime movie, but I think the weirdest thing is how they clearly write in a way for the Indian guy to become Dalsim by spilling radioactive waste on his arms, and then you can tell that they clearly cut the scene because he just dies. <laughs> oh my god. That's the weirdest shit on the planet to me. Oh my god. Good old Street Fighter. Yeah. Anyways, so continue. Um, okay. The fight begins with Uvo attacking first and Kurapika whipping his chains back and forth. Realizing those aren't just some normal chains from Hot Topic, Uvo tries to get get the advantage by punching Kurapika's left arm to break it. But apparently, he must have have he must have a weak ass punch because Kurapika's totally unbothered and ta- taunts him into using his full strength. Uvo punches the ground using the dust to mask his presence and sneak up on Kurapika. He breaks Kurapika's arm with a full-strength Big Bang impact punch. Yo, this is a Yusuke-ass move. Yeah, it really oh, was. Oh, yeah. Um, even with his broken arm, Kurapika manages to trap Uva with, within, with his in. Uh, no, he, he traps him with the chains, chains but uses yeah. in to, to hide them. Right. Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't write that clearly. Oh, no, no, you're good, you're good. Um, I, was like, I, I was like, I think I know what you mean. Let's just clarify it. Yeah. 
Uh, Uvo tries to guess if Kirpik is an enhancer or a conjurer, but both are wrong. Kirpik removes his contacts because he's been wearing contacts this whole time. <laughs> Just saying, they <laughs> have they mentioned it to this point? I know we mentioned it, but like, did no. they mention it? Actually, yeah, uh, I guess they didn't no. mention it. I just always write oh. it in earlier. Yeah. In the in the 2011 manga uh, or anime, you often when he you kind of see like over his gray eyes a little bit mm-hmm. of red, which yeah. is like implying it, but nothing mm-hmm. like um said in word. Okay. So. Did they show it visually? Like, did he like? Take his contacts out and put them in the case. Like, no, they're disposable colored lenses. You know yeah. how expensive those are. Like, Kurapika is raw dogging his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, a, it's like he has dailies. Be dusty as hell from this fight, and he just sticks it in his eyes to take off those contacts. Oh, guys, he actually hadn't activated his red eyes. He just has a really bad eye infection from the shit he's doing. Yeah, he's like, oh, God, guys, sorry. My eyes are killing. You guys want to hear something gross about my childhood? Hell yeah. When I was wrestling... I wore contacts. I could. I can't see with. I have. Oh a, no! I have a twelve. I can only see twelve inches in front of my face. And I was a teen. Like, I was wrestling, but I was also a teenage girl, and I was like, I don't want to look stupid with those stupid glasses that you have to wear, <laughs> like over your eyes, right? Like the the goggles, like the safety mm-hmm. goggles. And I don't even think they would let you have those because they're kind of a a danger, right? Because you're doing a yeah, they're sport. a major danger in terms of twisting yeah. your neck because if someone slips under the strap, yeah. you can fuck someone up. Yeah, that's true. So like. There wasn't really, like, I could just not have contacts. You don't really need to see that much, but, like, I didn't feel comfortable not seeing, so I always wear contacts during wrestling. Really bad idea. My contacts would frequently, because you're wrestling, pop out of my eye. Um, Do you wear hard contacts? No, I wear soft contacts. Oh, interesting. Okay, we'll talk more about this in a sec. Yeah. So, basically, like, the friction of, like, a dude cross-facing me would sometimes pop my contact out. If I'd see it, here's the really gross part. Again, wrestling mat with boys who probably haven't showered and were all oh, sweaty. Oh, God. Oh, God. I needed my contact to see. So instead of me, like, I don't know, just ignoring it and, like, figuring it out later because I wasn't even driving, I, like, took the contact and put it in my mouth for safekeeping. <laughs> Oh, it's so gross. okay. That's so an anime so ass so thing gross. to do. Anyway, I know. And then I got a contact solution, but like I didn't even throw it away after that. I got contact solution and cleaned it off, and then put it back in my fucking eye because it was disgusting. And fifteen. Welcome to high school. Like I am a child with no I, sense of. I'm just of... amazed how you didn't swallow it. <laughs> I know. I I don't know. I was I like, like I would have. <laughs> I was like, oh god, I have a contact with all the sweat oh, of boy. Oh. That's way different than my experience with contacts and grappling, where oh, really? I mine just like would tear in my eye. Oh I, no! I, well, I was wearing soft, so it's not a big deal, but it yeah. looks freaky if the other. But like you know, my teammates got used to it enough that we're just like, just keep going. Just we're fine. We're fine. Did you? I have would dailies? just like close. Uh, yeah, it was dailies. Okay, those are a little softer. I had like monthlies, I think, at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, these were like very soft, so I didn't mind them getting like torn up in my eye. That makes sense. Which is way less gross than what happened with you. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have been as gross if I didn't, like, do the steps I did after it popped out of my eye. It could have just, like, left it there or, like, kicked it to the side or some shit. Not, let me just put this in my mouth because my mouth is wet. That makes sense. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Do we know that Kurapika didn't put them in his mouth off screen? (laughs) He's like, oh, I need to save these. Hold on. Let me eat them. Ubo's like, that's fucking gross as hell. Respect. (laughs) I store them under my tongue because I'm smart. Big I, brain I, don't 
coffee. It's like, yeah. you have no room to judge me, you murderer. <laughs> you're, you're a murderer. I'm a murderer, but you're disgusting, Kurapika. Uvo's like, I guess you're right. I did just piss out a bunch of leech eggs. Oh, yeah, that, that scene was so gross. I think I forgot to write that. Like, he really just pissed out. Oh, it's like Yo, he's the like the of this in the manga are hilarious. We'll get to that later. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, oh man, I lost track. Where are we? Big Bang Impact Punch removes his contacts and reveals his scarlet eyes. Right? Surprise. Uvo suddenly remembers about the Kurita clan and how they are were really tough. And his boss wanted their eyes fired up. Um, uh, Uvo tries to break free from the chains but can't. Kurapika reveals that he's a specialist. When his eyes turn scarlet and has full control of different Nen types. Of all the different Nen types, right? Mm-hmm. He, oh, Kurapika's super fucking overpowered. Well, it comes at a cost that will be discussed later. Yeah, that's true. Um, Kurapika puts a condition on his Nen chains, so they're unbreakable, but there's a catch. He can only use them against the spiders or else he'll die. Um, proves it by healing his broken arm. Um, so he can only use... Just to clarify, he can only use some of the Nen chains on spiders, or he'll die. Other yeah, ones, yeah, there's some use. that he can use generally. Yeah, like the bro- the healing one, I think, can be used on anyone. There's um, one that I'm pretty sure he doesn't tell the function of until after the 2011 anime, where like when yeah. I saw it in the manga, I was like, "You've had this this whole time." No, we t- so me and my brother talked because I was watching this in the car, like to recap myself while I was driving back from Tucson, and my brother mentioned that. Because he's read through the Dark Continent, I haven't. Um, he was well, mentioning that's that impossible because the Dark Continent hasn't happened. Oh, uh, oh, well, he's read up to up whatever. to up to the current, yeah, yeah. Um, he was saying that I guess somewhere down the line, um, they mentioned the teacher mentioned like save one extra one for safekeeping since you don't know what to do with it. It is. It is obvious that he did plan ahead that there would be another chain that hasn't been used in the anime, Mm -hmm. but it's very clear he didn't know what he was going to do with it until later. Because the function, I'm like, this is incredibly specific. (laughs) What the fuck? How would you know to create this ten years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess, like, within the context of the anime, it was the same thing. Like, well, save this one for later. We don't need to use all your hands yet. Or fingers, I guess. Um, Cool. Then... Uvo ch- cho- chose oh oh Kurapika chose Uvo as his first target because he's the physically strongest spider. His chain gel activates Zetsu when used against spiders, so they can't break free using Aura. So if Uvo can't break his chain gel, then none of the spiders can. I love how cool, like, because remember when like Izunavi was telling him like about how you can't make something stronger than like the physical object it's based on really. Mm-hmm. And you can't make something quote unquote overly supernatural. Like this is the perfect way to handle that issue where it's just like, yeah. Hey, what is the attribute you're missing from a summon chain strength? Well, what are you really worried about? You're worried about someone who has Nen powers busting out of it using their Nen powers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it doesn't actually take that much energy to just enforce Zetsu by, like, closing their pores. Mm-hmm. So this is actually an incredibly smart way around the strength issue. Yeah. I think the only... Well, right now, no one's around him, right? But if someone is chain-jailed with someone who wants to break them free, isn't, isn't, isn't it... You just, can't they just cut it with, like, bolt cutters at that point? Like another a third person, like a third. I think person you're person. right. I was about to say, 
I was about to say like no because someone gets effectively chain jailed later then I'm like no that was he's he's judgment chained and that's a different problem. Mm-hmm. I was imagining one of the fan troop guys running towards like wait guys I got the I got the uh, the nen bolt cutters. <laughs> <laughs> they I mean they find someone who's effectively a nen bolt cutter later but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really do. Oh bad. But yeah. Um Corpico wants to know the troop's location. <laughs> Sorry, I thought about that one. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like a meme. I thought Corpico wants to know your location. Corpico yeah. no, no. wants to know your location. <laughs> it's just like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if people had red eyes? Corpico wants to know your location. <laughs> could we um? Could we make a meme? Is that a memeable thing? Can we? Can someone? Can someone please do this? Can someone make a meme about this? A mime? A mime? What's Gen Z into nowadays? Um, what are the children doing? TikTok, uh, TikTok and Avatar The Last Airbender. So we have things in common, I guess. And um, and, and WAP. And WAPs. WAPs. Um, lots of WAPs. Wet ass pussies. Uh, yes. So Kurapiko wants to know the troops' location and abilities and why Ubo is so chill about killing innocent people. Try He tries punching the answers out of Ubo, but like Ubo's like, nah. He just doesn't. He won't answer. Uh, Kurapiko snaps and uses his judgment chain on Ubo. He sets a rule for Ubo to answer his questions, or else the judgment chain knife judgment chain knife will kill him. Um, this occurred to me. This is like really Yuhak Show territory esque. Yeah, this is this is kind of dark, really. Also, I want to talk about the little loophole here, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm Ubo's, curious what you mean, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, Ubo's a low key sociopath, but he's no snitch. Instead of answering Kurapika's questions, he tells him to get the fuck out and die. Which causes the judgment chain to crush him, his heart, and kill him. Kurpika bruises him. Berries. Bur- bur- bruises, sorry. That'd be so dumb. <laughs> You're dead, well, let me I punch you a couple more times. He tried to bruise him, but yeah. he was a wall, dude. <laughs> True. Um, Kurpika buries him and calls Melody. He won the fight, but this doesn't really feel like a victory, in my opinion. Or in hand. Who wrote the Sarah's, Sarah's oh, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it felt bitter and not very sweet. Yeah. Also, technically, I thought the I thought the chain was like he has to tell him like answer like truthfully or he dies. Ubo uh, didn't what's really weird, What's answer. weird is it activates a clause where he then says, "Bitch, you know what I meant." <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, if he just doesn't answer forever, he's a mute. Okay, I feel like if we're going to lawyer it, yes, but I'm pretty sure you know, we all know what he meant. It's, wait, okay, have you guys seen Kill Bill? Yeah. Uh, No, not really, actually. I think I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't think I've seen the whole movie. So at the end of it, someone does a palm strike to someone that they're like, you have five steps when you're done taking this fifth, fifth step your heart will explode. So I have a friend who is dead set on the opinion that if he had just gotten in a wheelchair and lived in the wheelchair for the rest of his life, he would not have died. <laughs> he just stood there forever, being like, all right, guys, someone, someone, someone carry me. Someone carry me for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And what so, we- like... <laughs> Sorry, continue. Oh, I was just thinking, like, what if the mindset was, like, it had to be the five consecutive steps. So, oh, so you can maybe take three, after that, then two. being wheeling out, he can take as many steps as he want. Or he would have oh to just God. every four steps get into a wheelchair. <laughs> every four steps. Oh, like every four steps. Arby crawl. Arby crawl. Arby crawl. Arby crawl. It's like, all right, guys, I'm coming out. Hold on a second. One, two, three, four. Oh, God. All right, I got to crawl for a little bit. All right, guys. One, one, four more. 
I thought you were going to keep going, so that's why we were all silent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so back in the Phantom Troop lair, the spiders try guessing if the chain unit is a manipulator or conjurer, which would both give Ubo trouble since Ubo is an enhancer. Shark Boy, Sharknado, Shawl Dark is. Taylor Lautner. Huh? Wait, was Taylor Lautner Shark Boy? Yeah, no, Taylor Lautner was Shark Boy. Mm-hmm. Just saying, child, childhood memories. <laughs> Taylor Lautner's kicking himself for not following his gut and going with Uvo. Krollo tells them to wait until dawn, and if Uvo isn't back by then, they'll change plans. So, I, this is, honestly, I loved this scene. Like, I loved the fact that Togashi gave them personalities. I know we talked about how, like, they're truly fucking evil. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they have personalities, which is so much more interesting than like Lex Luthor or like you know what I mean, Orochimaru. Orochimaru, yeah. It's like more like um, what's his name? Uh, I guess Sasuke's brother wasn't really evil, but like stuff like that. You know what I mean? I love when they give even villains personalities, so that yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd say Akatsuki is the closest thing mm-hmm. in Naruto to this, besides Orochimaru, who's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, I just realized something about his name, because he's obsessed with immortality, and his name effectively translates to, like, you know, Orochi Circle, with the snake circle being a symbol of immortality. But anyways. Oh. Um, huh. Yeah, so this this death, I, I'd give it, like, a 9. Um, the only reason yeah. I'm not giving it a 10 is because, like, he's not, like, the main focus of the entire arc. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd give this, like, maybe even a 9.5, because it's as close as you can get without being the most dramatic series focused death yeah and the fact that ubo's death was killed by the character who seems like the most i'm gonna be as peaceful as possible you know what i mean like kirby because the one's like oh we shouldn't you know murder anybody <laughs> can, we, like, can we talk about how he is the most like seemingly peaceful yeah but seemingly. and he's talking about how you should feel bad about this but he is literally experimenting on Uvo. Like, yeah. he literally does the most sociopathic thing possible and is like, I'm going to test the strength of my punch against your undefended body. It's just like, hey, man, let's Dr. Mengla this shit up. <laughs> hey, you gotta, I mean, experimentation risks, you know, yield experimentation rewards. I mean, <laughs> he's very clinical about murder for a character who to this point has said he doesn't want to kill people. Yeah. To be fair, though, he's only wanted to kill the Phantom Troop because they deserve it. Uh, so. I understand. I'm just saying that, like, there's a dissonance between what is right to do and how he's doing it. Right. But, you know. I, I, I mean, I'm always, like, I like, I mean, it's dramatic as hell, but he's, he's here for revenge, just like how any character, both good and bad, when they are on a path of revenge, um, they're going to be like doing like things that are really align what should be aligned with the moral compass, but then maybe that kind of reveals necessarily what is their moral compass to begin with. And so, like, I think it, I found it. I mean, I'm glad he killed Uvo. I rate that death nine point five. Um, but and I think one of the main reasons was because it's very satisfying. <laughs> It was dramatic, it was tense, it was, and he actually killed him, which is surprising because, like, I don't know, 
I think we talk about Hunter x Hunter being subversion of a lot of anime tropes. And one of the big ones is like having the protagonist or one of the protagonists actually kill someone because it's usually like last like, minute mercy or if, if they kill someone, it's like by accident or by this like. It's like a big force. Like they're just like, you know, it's like unknown. You don't really see the body. They don't see really the impact usually. Exactly. Really interesting seeing the contrast between the first time Yusuke killed a human being versus the first time any of the main characters here kill a human being. Yeah. Well, technically, Kilo has killed a couple people. When I said any of the main characters, I meant because it happens to multiple of them. So, like, yeah, right. Kilo already came in having killed, like, at least nearly 100 people. Yeah. It, yeah. So, I think it's, like, it's really interesting, I think. Um, my, like I kind of mentioned before, my fiance loves this arc because we actually fucking die is, is his words. I'm like, yeah, this, they, they pull through with like the, the death here, so. Is this the first time people with lines in this show die? I know lots of people die in this show, right? Like even in like the Hunter exam, which is basically the first arc. Like people are like, literally getting impaled left and right but like they're kind of like extras right you don't really know their story or know their faces is this the I first time like, we can like name a character and be like oh that guy is dead like Ubo's yeah dead. i think togashi goes out of his way in the hunter exam to kill a ton of people and only make you realize later that was fucked up yeah it's interesting yeah that's true because he kills them so like haphazardly and it's just like oh ha 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 we're having a fun time in this forest ha ha <laughs> Because yeah. it cuts to boys, like, hanging out and playing with, like, frogs. And, like, you know. And as the numbers dwindle, like, he kills less and less people, it seems like. Yeah, I I love how this show kind of does what Naruto did with regards to, like, in, I mean, well, this did it first. Like, the tuning exam kind of took some stuff from the Hunter exam with regards to, like, just building a cast of people by virtue of how they perform in this exam. But I think Hunter, Hunter whittled it down more healthily to the point where you don't have like the like uh discontinued threads the way that you do in naruto like because like all the people who were in the hunter exam with them come back in different ways if they survived obviously but yeah yeah uh, has anyone not rated uvo's death yet oh i haven't but i i like the i like this a lot so i would give just give it a 10 out of 10 i just loved it oh yeah i like the whole I, I think... fight I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. I'll, I'll explain why I gave 9.5 in a sec. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I I think it's just because other than the fight itself and this being like the first significant um, battle for, for a Pika, um, I think also how it ended, how it, yes, he did manage to kill Uvo, but the fact that it didn't, it felt so hollow of a victory just i don't know i feel like that was like the chef's kiss i love it when i love it with taking that subversion in terms of something that seems like it should be a good thing and it ends up being like almost like a emotionally non-fulfilling so it's like yeah kiropik is getting his revenge but is it really gonna help him yeah. in the yeah. long run and this That's is a, like a little foreshadowing like yeah 
it's not gonna tur- it's not gonna be as great as Karafuka thinks, <laughs> and mm-hmm. what the audience thinks will be. So I and like that. Into the dragon. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna ask. Does without without super spoilers, does this death impact Kurapika's like emotional state at all? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, just like, yes is fine. He, he was... never he never comes to regret it. I'll put huh. it that way. He right. never comes to regret it. It's just more like, oh, but this leads to a new emotional state that he has to deal with. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, have you guys seen Enter the Dragon? Yes. I, I'm i pretty sure I did. I just don't remember it at all. Okay. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, it's a 1973 Bruce Lee movie about a tournament it's kind of like uh a prototypical tournament movie and probably influenced a lot of like the early shonen manga tournaments and you, you can take that into like the modern day so like a lot of them are descendants of that like that's not to say it's the first fighting tournament but it is one of the most influential across all of asia and the world the reason i bring it up is bruce lee's character's uh motivation in that movie is to get revenge for his sister who was killed by one of the other fighters in the tournament because the other fighter was going to rape her, so she killed herself instead. And when he kills that guy, he stomps the guy's spine and crushes it, but the shot does not show his feet crushing the guy. It just shows his face, which goes from anger to sorrow, like, within a slow-mo frame. And, like, this feels like one of the better versions of that in anime. The idea of, like, I felt nothing from this. Like, it's never enough type thing. Mm. Well, I guess Kurapika is going to try to complete the whole set, so we'll see how he feels then. <laughs> He's doing sp- spider gachapon. <laughs> um, Patrick, had you rated it? No, uh, I mean it was it was good. I like it was about the about ten out of ten for me. I just didn't really have much to say about it because you guys already kind of covered it for the most part. Okay, um, here's my theory. Hannah, is the reason that you're also giving it a 9.5 is because something blows out the top end of the scale later? Um, I don't know. We, I don't know if we're thinking the exact same thing, but um, I guess why I give it a 9.5, um, I think is because it wasn't the perfect battle. Like, I mean, it was great. It was amazing. So, uh, I... It's just, I don't know, because there's so many battles that we'll, we're going to see later on that I feel like are even more of a 10 out of 10, so that's why I give it more like a 9.5. Okay, and yeah. I, there, we might not be thinking of the same one, but there are at least two major deaths I can think three major deaths I can think of that like blow at the top of the scale for me. You you know what? You're right. There is one that really hit me. It hurt. And it, like, so that one will be later on, so... And I would, like, because of the impact it has on me, because I rate things by feelings as a, my oh, personal connection guys. to the character. Uh-huh. Absolutely, this scale is going to go just straight out the fucking water, like, at a point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I like, 100 arc. out of 10. Yeah, like, there's yeah. just going to be infinite numbers. Yeah. Like- <laughs> okay, so I give it a 9.5 for a reason. One being because I really hated Uvo. And because I really hated him, it was gratifying, but it's a 9.5 because he deserved to die. There's a 10 out of 10 death that I personally have with one of the characters because I really liked them. And so their death just impacted me. So I won't say anything other than that. 
I don't know if that relates to what you're thinking, Joe, but it it does. Yeah. There are people there are people in that part who I love and hate simultaneously and their deaths are really impactful because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep watching everyone. <laughs> but yeah, um I think that's that for that. Uh do we wanna talk about Hunterpedia real quick? Yeah. Um so Hunterpedia, Uvogin. Um, he's, again, they do the person who just died. He's really, he's really big and part of the Phantom Troop. His ultimate attack is a Nen-infused straight right punch, the Big Bang Impact. I want to make a special note here that when he shows up, like, he shows up at the end of it as, like, he has the paper triangle on his head because he's a fucking ghost. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh my god, uh... Yeah, yes. he looks just like Yusuke coming into screen. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so Patrick, uh, you want to jump into the manga? Where you will have a lot to say, I guess? Quite a bit. Uh, so, it starts off with... Uh, the One of the changes is this Uvo, Uvo peeing. He was like saying, uh, it's, it's true, now it's all white. That's it, no more eggs in me. Which I thought <laughs> was kind of... Kind of uh, awkward. Kind of weird. Uh, but, uh, Megan, can you read that kana like of the onomatopoeia of him peeing? Because I don't know what it is. Yeah, it bull 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 bull. Is that what pee sounds? Oh, is that the Joel. eggs coming out? Oh God, I should not have asked. Yeah, it's like plopping. It's I think plopping. And then the other oh. one is <laughs> I guess splash. Uh, I don't know. Maybe jewel boys. That, uh, sorry, I'm really bad. I think that's a hole, right? Yeah, so then Joe Bo 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 Bo. And the other that's one That's my favorite is... uh, Shonen Jump series, Joe Bo 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 Bo. The other one's Hyo. Oh, is that just him being relieved at peeing? Hyo, yeah. And then the other one is... Is it he or feel? Maybe it is feel. Yeah. All I know is that Uvo's got a little snack for later oh. if he wins his battle. Oh, I think that's few. <laughs> Man, we should have you read Onomatopoeia more often, because this is enlightening, huh. knowing that like, he was literally pissing out eggs. This certainly is an Onomatopoeia. Uh, get it? Let me, double, let me double check, because I could be wrong, because I've been wrong before. Remember when I told you Nagaimo means... Um, long potato. <laughs> long potato? That's, um... It's Nagaimo, which is long potato. Negaimo is the same thing they said it was. It was like wish or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nagaimo is like a long potato because Nagai means far. It means long. <laughs> well, okay, so, Patrick, you continue while she debates the onomatopoeia. Huh, Anyways, uh, basically, basically the next one. Uh, first uh, in the anime, it seems like uh, Uvo didn't want to laugh, and he was like saying that wasn't even funny. Well, in this one, it sounds like he was laughing in a way. I don't know if maybe that was if any if I missed that at all, but that's the way it at least it came off to me. But uh, and a lot of these frames also, uh, Tom said on top of these frames, a lot of them are very Dragon Ball esque. So like uh, like him yelling Bakum or whatever he's saying, maximum strength kind of has a Vegeta a Vegeta vibe to it. Same thing with uh, that aura around him, like looking like he's powering up to do a Dragon Ball move or something. But it looks really neat. I really, uh, I really like that that sort of art sound, the Dragon Ball Z esque. I guess you can tell where all his his instru- his inspiration came from in a way. I think 
it might be because like he's like oh the characters who are simple like enhancers are effectively dragon ball z fighters while like yeah. the characters like conjurers and shit are like jojo characters yeah yeah and a lot of it's just this those pictures that think the next one are just very dragon ball z-esque images so that's why i was screenshot of them uh Let's see here. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, guys. Um. So I googled. It's so I guess the automatopoeia technically is jobble jobble, jobble jobble. I don't know actually actually say it as an automatopoeia, but it's the sound of flowing water with a trickle. Um. Gotcha. So I wonder if the bobo bo is, is the, like is if the it's egg. like sputtering. Eggs yeah. Dropping. God. <laughs> Yummy. Anyways, uh, the one of the things he actually says is he just keeps saying die in the manga. Compared to kill me, like it's it seems like it's the reverse. Like he wants to kill them, but maybe it might be a fan translation thing. I don't know. Did you see that in the Viz thing, Joe? Uh, or not? I'm looking at no. In in Viz, it didn't say this, so I'm wondering. I'm wondering if he said like kurus, which like can mean kill, but can also mean like you can also be directing that at yourself. Yeah, maybe. That would make a little bit more sense and line up better. Yeah. Like I said, I got, I got the bootleg, the bootleg uh, translation. So yeah, I don't remember. I think in Viz they translated it non-literally to like "kill me." Yeah, that makes sense. And then, and like, and like when he was re- requesting, like trying to get the questions out of him, he's like, "You know what you can do with that question, idiot." So I thought it was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, uh, the next the next frame is uh. Is just, they they show Al being tortured then and him giving up the information later on in the manga compared to in the anime. At least of what I remembered, maybe they skipped the the scene ahead a little bit. But at least that's what I I saw in the manga. And then it has below that the grading of the force of the Rodon Rodon members. I'm guessing that means the Phantom Troop. Yeah, in order truth. of the iron arm, in order of the iron arm, I'm just I guessing. If arm wrestling is referred to as iron arm in Japan. I wonder. That's probably what it was, with U- Ubo 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 Jean. Is this the original art, like with the original lettering, or is this a so? Fan? This is the original art. This is fan lettering before the Viz release. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's the weird names are kind of weird. So it's Ubo Ubo Jean was Uvo Jean, Finks yeah. Hisoka Franklin. Fate, Fate Tang. Fate Tang. He's a kick in the glass. Oh my god, the way they spelled seven is the best. Quoll. That's Prolo for everyone. Quoll. It's spelled Q-U. To be fair, that's not nearly as bad as Togashi's official one that he wrote himself, which doesn't contain vowels. Fair. I like Fate Tang, though. Fate Tang. I'm gonna try to look up the Japanese spelling of Prolo's name because it's probably I, really wonky. <laughs> no, I think I think it's Kuroro, but oh, okay. like it's one of those things where like you know how oftentimes when people translate back to Western languages, they're like, well, those are probably L's and probably don't have the U or mm-hmm. O behind them. But yeah. like in this case, they fucking did. Yeah, that's true because you don't hear it when you're translating a manga without yeah. any, like a like a sound source. Yeah, fair enough. So they got Machi Quo. <laughs> Bon Bon Bonor Ronoff. Is his? I forget. Is Bonor- his actual, he's Bonor- the least important fandom troop the member. Mummy. Is he like actually like Boro Boloronev or something like that? Bono Boner. Bonerges. 
Yeah, boner jizz. We figured boner, it out. Boner and off. Boner off. Boner and off. Nobunaga's just right because yeah, that's yeah. literally a Japanese name. Yeah. Shalnark's kind of right, I guess. How did they get Shalnark? That's not a real name. How Sharu... the fuck did they figure out Shalnark? Is it Sharunaruk? Yeah, it's Sharunaruku. Lucky they guess. Yeah, close enough. They're lucky, yeah. Pakanoda, <laughs> Shizuka, and then Koltopi. That one's pretty close. It's Kortopi. Yeah. yeah. So See, it's... L's and R's are mixed up when you do yeah. fan translations, which I don't blame them for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's basically correct. Yeah. Coolio. Uh, yeah, there's a couple that you had, Joe, that Uvo refer- refers to enjoying knocking down Avengers. Which is direct, it's probably a direct translation of toss, which means to kill or knock down. Which is the most direct in- equivalent is to fall in English. No, no, to fell. To so, fell. Um, oh, to it's fell. It's an old English, well, Middle English thing that people really don't use anymore. But if you say that you're going to fell someone, that means you're going you're to kill, kill them. them. Yeah. No, I, I so I just missed, saw that. Uh, I I figured you had heard it, but just like without. I, the I just of, like, I, I just didn't English. see it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it said fall. Yeah. But the and then using powers burning pit. Oh, wait, wait, no, you skipped one one thing. Oh, yeah, Taos and I, the word usually translated as invincible means unfellable. Gotcha. Or non-fallen. I gotcha. And using powers beyond capability will always cause strain. It'll become a weakness, perhaps fatal. You need consistent power to always come out on top. And if if you break your vow, the backlash might wipe you out of your nan abilities entirely. So, long story short, Izunavi basically says something that is paid off much later in the series, and we will not talk about for which character. But just anyone who's watched further, please read that quote real quick to yourself, and you'll be like, oh, wow, this was here from the whole time. This was here the whole time. Yeah. And then the, using, the using your powers beyond capacity will always cause strain. Yeah. Maybe. It's talking about something that happens near the end of Chimera Ant. Uh, oh! Okay, I think I think I know. I think I know. Yeah, so this was built into the show's canon ten years or more before it happened. Alright, and then Volume 8 ends with the reveal of Emperor Time. My favorite JoJo stand. It is a very JoJo end-of-episode moment in the manga when you get to that part and it's just like this is called emperor time and then you reach the last page to be continued yep all right so cover the 99 notes for me joe okay so the trio of gon kiloa and leorio uh hang out under some sick graffiti after hitting the pavement and searching they make a point of checking their hunter voicemails aka home codes um the thing that's referenced in the manga and then never brought up again but like for some reason, ninety nine was like, yeah, man, let's talk about voicemail. It's it's sick new tech. <laughs> um, before the fight, Kurapika is standing doing ten and saying a prayer to his ancestors, and Uvo flicks a can crushed to the size of a bullet at Kurapika, and he deflects it with the chain. It's very much a fighting game intro. Um, before Kurapika takes off exactly one contact post capture, his eyes glow red with a reflection of the blood moon in the sky. When Kurapika kills Uvo, the Blood Moon cries out a sanguine stream to the earth in the first of what are apparently many hallucinations in 1999. So basically, blood comes out of the moon onto the onto the ground. Um, 
So, congratulations. This is the first ep of the entire series where I've preferred the 1999 version to the 2011 equivalent. Because minus that moon hallucination, this is true to the manga. And, like, I actually think the sound effects, music, and everything here was done very well. And I kind of prefer how it was done. Cool. Y'all should check it out. Cool. Maybe. Maybe. No, it's doubtful. Don't, don't do that. Just that episode. Do not watch the rest of the series. <laughs> watch the dub. They have some great dub voices. Probably the uh, best the dub. dub. The dub of it's okay. There are some characters that are terrible, such as Shizuku. It's weird um, that, that they gave a Ghana Valley Girl accent, though. That's not what happened. What does anyway. Jiz- <laughs> Jizuku, Jesus. What is, uh, Shizuku sound like? Can you do an impersonation of the 99 Shizuku? She just sounds like nothing. She's just like, hey, I'm a girl. Ha ha. It's me. Oh, there's no person. Like, she doesn't sound Shizuku, airheaded or how's anything. It going? It's just like, I'm a regular character because they completely missed her characterization as being this like absent-minded weirdo. Mm, fair. I have my vacuum. Here it is. This yeah, is called it's vacuum. Me, the vacuum girl. Oh, now I'll do my impression of the vacuum. Gew, 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 gew. Yes. You're hired. Mine's just Thank like you. a sucking noise. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Good suck noise. Thanks. Um, so, practice. yeah. Uh, a little bit of... I guess, like, before I jump into some math and stuff, like, how uh, do you guys feel about the set of episodes? That? Oh, sorry. Do you want do you do that? We're going a little bit late. Like it's like uh, three hours. We have like a significant break in the middle of it. I'm not gonna like read out the whole thing. I'll just summarize it. I got you because like I don't I don't mean to. I mean we we can save for next time. It's like we're just going really long tonight. I mean do it. I just didn't want to know how long people need to stay for. Uh yeah, like we can. I guess like how did you guys feel about the episode? And then I'll just talk about the math briefly. Gotcha. Like, not just the episode. How do you guys feel about this set? Like, this is kind of, like, one of the bigger moments in the series. Loved it. This, like, this is, like, where you're on... Like, I was so on the edge of my seat during these three episodes. And I, like, definitely, I was like, oh, I think it was really late. And I was supposed to go to bed. But I ended up staying past, like, on a... I think it was, like, a weeknight, too. <laughs> I was like, oh... It's already 11.30. Fuck it. I'll watch the other two episodes anyway. But yeah, it it was really good. It's I loved how dramatic in a good way it was. It was really neat um, seeing and like having learning more about Karapika's men and like the conditions that he put on himself. Like, my God, it was it was really fun. And satisfying too. I I'm glad, even though he does seem hollow from the revenge, I felt good from the revenge that he enacted <laughs> that little piece. So, yeah, yeah, I really like this. I feel like it was interesting because it started out with like, oh, a simple heist. The Phantom Troop looked like they had the advantage, and then suddenly it became this cat and mouse chase between. Karapika and like the mafia and then the phantom troop and vice versa and then with this final fight it's just very satisfying and it doesn't feel like the action is really going to slow down at all it just feels like it's probably going to either even if there isn't as much action like it seems like there's just gonna more is gonna happen um so it doesn't feel like the arc has peaked yet it just feels like it's gonna become there's a lot more in store, and it's going to be even better. 
So I'm excited. Patrick, you? I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed the, the, the whole battle with Uvo. I thought it was pretty well paced and it was really a nice battle. I really enjoyed it. And so far the the entire arc has been just really good. Like I it's been action packed. There's not been any punches pulled. It's like this character's dead, so he's dead. Too bad. You don't like it? Sad. And it's so, not just an entire saga about math. Yeah. No. That I would have fallen asleep to that. But yeah, that's that's what's that's what's good. It's not as now that we got the mechanics and the math of the of it down, we can sort of move on to the awesome stuff of it. Um, don't get too tired of math; it'll come back. <laughs> it'll, oh. it'll come on back, guys. I, I was gonna say, uh, the Heaven's Arena is getting your bachelor's in ninology. Uh, Green <laughs> Island is getting your master's in ninology. And literally accounting, yeah. like tax reform. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, not, yeah, it wasn't as bad for shit. me in in Green Island for some reason. It well, just was a bit complicated with the cards, but I got it eventually. Oh yeah, I wasn't even referring to the cards. I was referring to some of the Nen shit. But yeah, the cards are the cards are interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like this set of episodes. Uh, really good. Like the revenge had to happen. Like I'm sad because like Uvo is a fun character, so it would have been fun to see them fight more. But like I also get this is what he needed to do, and like it shows this side of Kurapika where it's like he can be a cold blooded killer while saying he's not. Which is, like, because, like, he is clearly experimenting on, like, a living human being while saying, like, how can you not feel bad about this? And it's just, like, Kurapika, just because you don't feel bad doesn't, uh, just because you do feel bad doesn't make the fact that you're, like, cold-bloodedly experimenting on a dude necessarily better. I, I kind of like how it's sort of the, the opposite, almost, of, of Killua, where he was a cold-blooded assassin, but he's like, yeah, I was. Well, and yeah, kind of regrets no, that in a way. They're moving in opposite directions for sure. Yeah, exactly. Which which I like that yin, yin and yang of. Yeah, it is interesting that in Yu Hakusho you go from the Kilua equivalent and the uh, Kurapika equivalent being the best buds to them not really having that much interaction like ever. Yeah. Uh, Megan, did you uh, say anything about this? Um... Ash, I I honestly just really love this episode. I I actually watched it in preparation for this podcast episode. I'd already watched the series about four times through, I think, or three. Hell yeah. Um, so this is one of my favorite anime series. Um, and I don't have a very good attention span, so like for me to watch something over and over again is pretty impressive. Um, I actually had to watch these episodes like three or four times because I just didn't. I kept forgetting to take notes <laughs> every time I watched it. Low. In the past, like, in the in a week, I watched this episode, like, two to three times. Um, and I still enjoyed it every time. So, like, or these, like, three episodes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's really building. It it only gets better from here kind of thing. And I've mentioned this before, I really love the dynamic of the Phantom Troop while also recognizing their <laughs> literal, like, mass murderers for money. Like they're yeah, same. It, it makes a scene later on in in the arc kind of really weird. When they when yeah something else comes up later on involving the Phantom Troop. I think it makes it work. Um, I, guess. I think you can sympathize with people who are terrible while recognizing like yeah they need to be stopped. Mm-hmm. I suppose so. See our episode about Tagoro. Anyways, um, <laughs> Tagoro did nothing wrong. Oh. No, he definitely did something 
You're misrepresenting my position. Right. <laughs> anyway, fuck you. Um, I'm going to really quickly go through this, but I did a numeric analysis on the Nen chart um, because they were talking about Kurapika's ability to do all the Nen types to full ability. If you were just to, like, basically add up the different Nen categories, uh, depending on specialization, depending on which uh, Hatsu type they have, um, the people who are most fucked are manipulators and conjurers because they effectively, if you just do a component-wise sum, they get 3.4 times like you know like because you know it's like 100 percent plus 80 percent plus 60 blah 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 they get 3.4 um the transmuters slash uh not emitters sorry transmuters slash, oh yeah transmuters slash emitters get 3.6 so slightly higher enhancers get 3.8 specialists get 4.2 so specialists get access to more just component wise and then kurapika gets six versus the next highest which is 4.2 so kurapika with the ability to hit all of them is almost twice as strong just at a component-wise level than a manipulator says conjurer, which is why he was so sad when he found out he was a manipulator. Um, or, no, when he found out he was a conjurer. Um, but then, you know, finding out his specialty, like, that's why he was relieved. Like, this is why it's such a big deal. If you actually do the geometry of it and use the Nen circle, like, use the Nen uh, hexagon and, like, actually measure the areas, Kurapika is approximately three times stronger than the strongest conjurer could have ever been, which means that that's another major reason that Kurapika is so incredibly sad and then incredibly happy about his Nen type. Uh, um, and it changes during depending on when his eyes turn red, right? Yeah, so he he has a lot of conditions imposed, like the the eye change, the only attacking the Phantom Troop, and um. There's another condition that we'll talk about later that I don't think he made explicit so much as it just ended up happening because of how strenuous this is. Lots of if statements, or maybe it's a maybe it's a case, a switch case. Yeah, let's just say that this is unhealthy for Kurapika. Like, if you notice after the fight with Uvo, he like shakes and almost falls over and passes out because of like overextending himself. Um, and this is like has serious long term consequences actually. Wow. So yeah, that's basically it. Like Kurapika, because of how much he's hacked the system by the shit he's done, has caused himself to go like well beyond the strongest capability of like the strongest specialist. But remember, this is incredibly naive. Tactics really matter. Hatsu really matter. Um, like as they mentioned, just because an enhancer can do has access to a lot more of the Nen circle than say like another type doesn't mean that they can't fall victim to a smart plan such as them thinking that a conjurer or a manipulator could get Uvo. Um, but just in terms of raw horsepower, this is why Kurapika, you know, if you first see it, you're just like, Oh, Kurapika beating this dude is a testament to Kurapika being a badass. It's like, it is, but it's also a statement on just like how much he's souped himself up and like purpose built himself to take on the strongest of people. But yeah, that's uh that's it for uh today. Thank you so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Heads up, we finally did it and started a Patreon. Check us out at patreon.com slash spirit hunter pod. Throw us some cash for hosting fees and equipment, and join our patron only Discord where we'll be discussing the shit out of Hunter, Yuyu, and much more. Speaking of the Discord, if you want in but don't have the funds, you can help us another way and give us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Send us the link, your Discord username, and enough evidence to connect them both to you, and we got you. Each review gets a surface to tens or hundreds more people. Also heads up, today's intro music was made by Studio Mega Ane. Check them out on YouTube, Twitter, and most importantly, iTunes. 
see you on the other side. You know, actually, funny enough about that Mega Ane, I've been listening to a lot of their stuff, like their covers of Detective Conan. It rules. Really good stuff. Go check them out. It, it Like, legitimately, like, I really like listening to their anime covers. They also do a bunch of old video game... I don't know. They do a bunch of old American things, too, and they switch from using a Famicom cartridge to using an NES cartridge. It's really cute. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, definitely check them out and give them a subs- subscribe and ring that bell, as they say. God, I'm old. But ring anyways... That bell. Wink, Ring that wink. bell. Hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> do we have bells? What are you oh, talking no. about? <laughs> I don't know yes, how our I, I, keep, I keep a set of bells right next to my desk just in case this moment ever arises. Okay, well, you know, you can ring Patrick's bell, but see you on the other side. Bye. 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 ただ
thing. I'm getting the vibe that the, 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 the WAP stuff is kind of dying down a bit. Bummer, I mean, but you know, it's the normal. Do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, the it's normal Halloween, thing. It's Halloween season now. It'd be pretty weird for this to carry on into it. I think we I need guess. to do a remix. <laughs> uh, spooky, scary skeleton. Pussy. What? Sap spooky ass pussy. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you said. I think I prefer bap bony ass pussy. <laughs> I love it. You could keep yeah, lap and just. Put I bet someone's is gonna do that this year. Pussy. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be interesting. I mean, that's how people stay in the charts is make remixes. I don't see why they can't do it for the Halloween season. <laughs> Were- werewolf ass pussy. <laughs> yes. It's the sequel to Werewolf for Mitzvah. <laughs> 